boys, you guys said it wasn't possible, but I but. met a girl today that could rock a Vulcan, live long and prosper. And she was actually quite nice. And so I wanted to share this with you guys because I was like, can you guys Wait, you do mean the Vulcan? Rock, rock this, you mean? Yeah. Like a shirt. Yeah, nope. Ben, she, do you she mean gave this me, or do you she, mean this? She, no, gave me the, spocker, she gave me the live long and prosper. I saw it. I was impressed. I was impressed. I have not met a girl that could do that yet. So if you exist out there, that's wow. pretty cool to me. Is so. this like a first date or what do you mean met a nope. girl? No, I've just been talking. Out in the wild and she I'm was just, just like, yeah. greetings, Ben. She's very nice. No, she's. Uh, I got to see a picture of her doing it. So I was oh, like, okay, okay, it's confirmed. It's pretty cool. Not even. So. Are we sure it wasn't a deep fake? So I was like, I, I, did, I, I did say my friends were concerned about me getting catfished. So I asked for some additional confirmation and she added me to Instagram. So I was like, okay. Wow. Because no one's ever had a fake Instagram before. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get catfished so hard. You hate to see it. <laughs> ben, I'm not worried about you. I know you're, you're someone who trusts very quickly, but you're a savvy person. So I'm, I'm not worried about you getting catfished. For sure, for sure. Ben's going to just... show up to the first date and it's going to be this guy. Oh, this making me have an organism in my trousers. That would be oh, man. <laughs> I'm happy for you, Ben. That's fantastic. Um, that yeah, I, I admit, I don't think I've ever known any gals no. that watch I was Star hoping Trek. you guys couldn't do it. Honestly, it's it's Why long would we not be able to do it? I don't know. <laughs> We can do Maybe all it, sorts of things. I thought it was a hidden. I thought it was a hidden talent that I had. Maybe I'm not that impressed anymore. I hate to see it. Wow, Jesus, Ben, you <laughs> you need to get out more, my friend. Absolutely. <laughs> Stop watching Star Trek at home. Start talking to people about it in real life. There you go. Yeah, that'll do it. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. He's got a billion toys. <laughs> you brought into a doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. This is the true form of floor gang right here. Very nice. YouTube.com slash collecting weekly. Thank you very much. That's very cool. Big, big, big. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Marco, and Ben's got a billion toys. <laughs> wow. And I'm Ben. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. It's a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. That's right. We want to thank everybody out there watching on the replay, TV lands, wherever you're listening. Thank you. Yeah, wherever you're listening. If you're in Italy or France, Germany, Australia, New Zealand. What are you reading are you from right Brazil? now? Just look up my time. <laughs> Africa. Oh, is it, is it gonna keep going? The show—it's gone sideways. Michigan. 
Laredo. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we a have a we have a great show planned for you guys tonight. Uh, lots of new hot toys stuff. Uh, but Dean, before we get yeah. into all of that, we have a very special segment that we kick off all of the best shows with. Yeah, you guys ready? Yes. It's new this week. Yeah, yeah. Yo, Toys Lovers watching from Ghana. That's pretty cool. Holy cow. That's pretty cool, actually. Wow. Yeah, that was so... right on that was right on my uh the next one I was gonna say. Oh, what was that? Ghana. Before I got oh. stopped. Before I was really Naturally. interrupted. Of course. That's what you were gonna say? <laughs> Whoa! That was pretty good. <laughs> I like that it. That was pretty good. Yeah, so what you guys knew this week? I uh, I got the executive replicas uh, Red Sonia and Vampirella. Uh, 12-inch scale figures. They might be a little large. Maybe 6.5, 7-inch scale. They're, well, I don't know. Anyway, they're fantastic. I don't know if they're worth the price. I think they're 70. No, yeah, I think there's 75 on BBTS and then $4 shipping, so like $80 figures. If you could get them cheaper than that, I would, but they are fantastic. Those are uh, some characters that kind of needed some um, modern figures. Uh, good articulation, um, especially with Red Sonya. I've gotten her in like any any pose that you know I wanted to get her in. You dirty dog. Can you remind me what she's <laughs> Nasty, <from>? Dean. <laughs> She's from her own comic book, Red Sun. Okay, got it, got yeah. it. Um, I, I gotta I, honestly, I I was talking with Ben about this last night. I actually know almost little to nothing about these characters, but growing up, there was a, a comic or it's not a comic book, but a, a magazine you could buy called Toy Fair, and it was just like toy news. Like that's how we got it back in the day, and. It was always like Vampirella, Red Sonia, Lady Death, Purgatory, um, and they always looked so cool. Of course, you know, fucking teenage boy looking at hot ladies, of course. So I always grew up with like this, like kind of like, like oh, that looks so cool. I want to get into that, but I never did. But they, uh, they're cool looking. So uh, they popped up wow. on pre-order at a local. Uh, toy group thing so i put email it pre-order. yeah yeah and um, weird yeah so i picked them up and they're badass i like them uh i've been getting kind of into like more like uh gothic themed knights and barbarians and stuff like that and <clears throat> i thought they would go cool with the with that stuff and they do so yeah i'm wow. happy uh, quickly, we got Toy Mafia, Bob Dylan, Thor Gaming Statue, a uh, Salute Collecting Fam, Dante's Boneyard. Uh, we also have Nakulio, Alvin J, Calvin, uh, aka the Loki Collector, Toy Cartel, Mr. Musashi, uh, Dante's Boneyard, Marco, you're getting grays in the beard, Trevor, had him, bro. Weed, Brenton, Palmer, uh, Nakulio, Bob Dylan, I thought all the Canadians were born that way, Punisher, XS, uh, Jazzy, Philip the Fool, DJ, Toy Mafia, uh, Absolute Irwin, uh, DJ Toys Lover sixty nine from Ghana, uh, Mojo Z seven eight. Brenton, he didn't say North America, so I'm unsubscribing. Uh, we I also said Michigan. Have... 
Uh, oh Yomo, <laughs> uh, Jose G. Hernandez, uh, Big Rib. I have the Hell Witch and these on pre-order. Pretty good figures. I like that little, his little yeah. snowman. They're really nice. The solid articulation. The joints are smooth. Like, it's kind of hard to describe. Like, they're solid, but they're just really smooth. There's no, they're not janky at all. We still talking about figures? Yeah. Wow. There you go. Uh, speaking of figures, Marco, what did you get this week? Yeah, really quickly, this is a total, uh, I'm going to diverge from what we were talking about. Toy Fair, did they used to do the uh, dream casting in that magazine? They used to be like, oh, if they ever made a movie of this property, here's the here's the actors we'd want to have them. I don't remember that. No, I don't think so. I think okay. that was, I think that was like, Sega with the dream That was way uh-huh. before. <laughs> Zach. No, Toy Fair was like even before like the Spider-Man movies came out. So That's what I'm saying because I remember they did a fan casting of the X-Men and they had, um, oh my gosh, I'm bl- drawing a blank on his name now. He ended up playing Charles Xavier. Oh, Patrick um, Stewart? There you go, Patrick Stewart. Like, oh, I remember they, Patrick they, Stewart. They, they fan yes. cast him in that. Anyways, totally off the subject. Perfect so I got this casting. art. There you go, right? Come on. Um, got this R2-D2 from Attack of the Clones in. Terrific. This is my first R2. Was planning to pose him with Mando Luke, who's on the way as well. But he looks damn good with this Ahsoka. I may have to uh, to keep them in this pose because it's just like a it's a perfect pairing, honestly. The kind of white accents in the blue. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, they're going like it a lot, buddy. That's they awesome. go on some adventures together. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think she and R2 are a perfect pairing. And I was really concerned with the, what the weathering may look like on this version. It's actually perfect. Like, it's it's great. I don't know that I even need another R2 in my collection. He it does the fine. job, for sure. I like it. Uh, Dante's Boneyard is saying, what's everyone's preference? Figure stand or no stand for displaying? I'm not a stand guy, honestly. I like when they look just kind of like a realistic version in my shelf. So I'll kind of play it a little bit risky and put them in semi character poses and then put them on the shelf so no stands for me how about you guys i like to um i'll use the stand but i'll either uh turn the crotch grabber backwards um and like so it's not holding up the figure just so the stand is like kind of accenting the figure um or if it's a figure that doesn't stand particularly well the the crotch grabber i'll put it like really low so it'll only catch the figure if it falls um, I've had bad luck with the stands, like eating into like the rubber suit. So um, I don't ever use it to actually like support the figure. Um, Toy Cartel says he likes stands since I own a backloader showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Philip says no stands. Uh, what about you, Dean? Stands or no stand? Um, I usually stick with a stand just in case. Um. Because there's always that, you know, you bump the cabinet or something happens and yeah, your figures go tumbling. Um, but if, depending on the shelf, if all the bases are mismatched, I won't use bases. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck that. The juice ain't worth the squeeze. I'll let them go. fall. What about you? Yeah. I don't like using stands either. I don't like how much it raises the figure off the surface and like it feels like it cramps then the headspace. I like having quite a bit of clearance, especially in the cube style that I have with the billies. Um, but I would say that I do add a little bit of blue stick tack to the bottom uh, just for a little extra stability. They've still tipped over in the past, but not 
not to the point where they damaged the figure. Because even the, the stick tack actually kind of slowed the fall, I think. So then they kind of just slowly tilt over. <laughs> so Come on, Ben. you got to um, go raw. Just live dangerously, bro. Right. But I mean, they've all... Oh, my God. But they've also been... Uh, that's how you get viruses? Uh, okay. Uh, you know. Talking wow, about he's it. learned. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, no, no. That's shit scary. What I was going to say was the <laughs> stick tack out there uh, helped, but it, I'm also in a basement. So uh, no earthquakes or crazy shakiness down here. You guys totally threw me off with that, I don't by the way. know that being in a basement means you won't have earthquakes. If that's the case, California would no, be full of basements. No, I'm just in basements. Canada. And there's, that's true. Trevor, Trevor <laughs> says my, my anxiety won't let me not use stands. Like, all of California falls apart and Marco's house is fine because he has a basement. Uh, <laughs> absolute Irwin, I prefer dials versus generic stands or bases. And Nicolio says at least 85% no stands. Great question there. I will say um, that we had an aftershock from an earthquake over here, and I want to say it was a 4.5. And so maybe the aftershock wasn't that intensity, but everyone felt it. I didn't necessarily, um, but I checked the figures, no issues at all. So knock on wood, they survived uh, that, that minor incident. Wow. God bless you. Um, I uh, picked up a Revel Tech uh, Jehuti. I blame uh, Lane and Dean. Uh, it was last After Dark. We were talking about... Um, Vigi Games. Vigi Games. Uh and help me out here the developer's name uh, kojima no. oh hideo kojima there you go and um this was a game that i played back in uh the ps2 days um we uh we used to go to like the summer like child care slash daycare thing uh when my mom was doing summer school and we were kind of like in the older kids class like basically like the oldest class that they had and the teacher brought his playstation 2 which was fairly new at the time and one of the games that we would all play was Zone of the Enders. And uh, when we got a PS2, that's the first game that we had gotten. Uh, and so I have a lot of hours into the first one. I've actually never played the second one. Uh, but I ended up finding a great deal on, on eBay for this. It's actually a really old figure. It's like 12 years old. Uh, but it's in beautiful condition. Had just a little bit of dust. I had to kind of wipe away. But um, yeah, it's a great figure. Uh, it has a literal cockpit. So that's uh, fantastic. And, uh, yeah, it's a great was, little, uh, uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just, a, it's a fun game and I'm excited to own a, uh, I kind of forgotten about it completely until you guys mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, one of the, cause the PS2 came out October, 2000. Yeah. And then this game out, this game came out March, 2001. So it was like one of the first games I had on my PlayStation. Yeah uh playstation 2 um because the first game i got was final fantasy 10 and i didn't have a i didn't get a, a memory card with it uh-huh and so i just had to play that like the first like hour of the game like 30 fucking times uh so it, back then i didn't get games all the time it was like one game every you know few months a few months so this really was one of the first games i got for my ps2 and yeah it was a beautiful game bro this guy shipped it fast too i bought it thursday bro, you so really... and i was like i was like can you ship it today because we were kind of doing some negotiating yeah and um like cockpit that's a that's a throwback erwin uh and i was like i'll buy it at this price if you can ship it today because i had made him an offer and he made a counter offer he's like yep no problem and he shipped it fucking quick. It got from Maryland to San Antonio in, uh, I guess, technically Friday and Saturday. It was like two-day shipping. 
Uh, yeah. Equan says, why do you say cockpit like that? So where his penal structure would be, that's actually the cockpit glass. And so in the game, when he flies, like it pivots up like this. And so the figure can do that. And it, that's why I said it like that. It's, I don't know. I'm just weird like that. Uh, anyways, so yeah, great figure. If you can get one, it's fantastic. They actually, actually made... Um, more like a pitcock. There you go. They made uh, <laughs> the Zone of the Enders 2 uh, version, which is a slightly different color scheme and it has like a big mech gun thing. Uh, and then they also made the naked uh, Jehuti. So I uh, might have to track those down. But uh, yeah, pretty cool figure. And I know Sentinel also made a Jehuti. So uh, I'm I'm smitten, though. It's definitely like a little chunk of my childhood that is now my collection. So it's shout really out nice to Lane story. and awesome. uh, Dean because I, I had totally forgot this even existed. Um, yeah, I didn't even know this figure existed. Um, it's cool to see uh, the vibrant colors <clears throat> for how it's old wild. This figure how, is. It's wild. Yeah, it's a good looking figure. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, also, I feel like because Rebel Ticks are usually a pain in the ass, but I feel like the design of this figure lends well to those kind of joints. Yeah, it does. So um, it looks the... fantastic. The hip joints are a bit annoying. I was doing like a dynamic, like where he's doing, because he has two blades, one that's like folded out and one that's folded back. Uh And I had to like take the leg off and then rotate the joint and then put it back in for it to look right. But um, other than that, I mean, it's just a Rebel Tech type thing. It's, I don't know if Ben or Marco, you have experience with it, but they're like ratcheting, um, what would you call them, pivot joints, I guess. And there's a uh, stem on yeah. each end. And so Swiveled you way? have to rotate everything around to get it to pivot the right way. Mm-hmm. It's basically like the whole figure sense. is made of ratcheted wrist pegs, basically. That's the best way I can describe it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so, but but you're right, Dean. It does, it does lend well to the uh, aesthetics there. Uh, but enough about what we got. Let's talk about what Hot Toys has solicited. We have the Keaton Batman Flash movie. This is the modern suit. Uh, this one is $305, releasing July to December uh, 2024. Um, I, it, my initial impression was that I didn't like the portrait, um, but once I actually looked at what Michael Keaton uh, does look like today, I, I think I was definitely sold on it. I, I didn't realize he had wrinkled that much like in his lower face. Um, but oh, no, the, I think the man is weathered. Oh, he's for sure weathered. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's for sure weathered. And I think I think after kind of getting this idealized portrait of uh, Michael Keaton out of my head, uh, I like this a lot. I think um, it's kind of funny that Hot Toys is trying to sell the uh, articulated nature of this suit. They're saying it's like a great articulation. I I really don't think this is going to be a figure that you want to articulate that much. And especially this pose here, it looks like it's basically a statue at the torso. Um, But I will say, I think a lot of people are going to um, appreciate another option to get a Michael Keaton Batman. Um, Obviously we haven't seen the flash movie yet, but it seems like his character plays a big role in it. And the suit does some pretty cool things, uh, including this really awesome uh, glider Cape look, which uh, appears that the figure can do. So, uh, overall, I think it looks pretty good. 305 is a bit high. Uh, there is a first edition exclusive accessory, which for um, Hong Kong, uh, Jenkin Wong had said that there was a um, 
a little bit of a drawing that Secret Base was doing uh, for some different things. Uh, if you pre-ordered it early, and then obviously everyone would get this extra accessory. But on Sideshow, it looks like at the moment, the only ones that we can order all have it. So uh, not quite sure uh, what the deal is with that. Um, but uh, what do you guys think about this? Uh, 305, and uh, it's coming coming uh, next July to December. Yeah, it's um, it's a little expensive, but you also get a lot. <clears throat> The cow with the mouthpieces, the actual head sculpt, the light-up base, which is actually pretty cool looking. I like that base a lot. Um, I'm just a little confused on the, like, with the wing cape. Is that a separate cape? Because... Yeah, it's a separate cape. Okay, it's a totally separate cape. Okay. Um, I I low-key really like this. I like this a lot. Um, Unfortunately... uh, (laughs) I can also get the Batman 89, which to me, I'd rather just own that one. Um, so, yeah. I don't hate this, though. I need to pull the slides for two seconds. Hmm. Um, what do you think about this, Marco? Yeah, so I normally don't do lines, right? I, I try to just get one-offs from um, various properties that I enjoy. This film's concerning to me, though, because there's a lot of characters potentially that I would want. So if they do Supergirl, which I think Hot Toys is teasing, The Flash, okay, say what you will about Ezra Miller, but that suit is pretty badass. I sound like a terrible human for saying that. Um, This Keaton suit, I've already got the 89 on pre-order, but I really like this one as well. So um, I think the sculpt is spot on. I can understand why... You know, some people, well, actually, I don't. I don't understand how people don't see Keaton at all. I can see if you say, okay, maybe he looks a little bit too old because the gray is very gray. But yeah, I think someone overall, said Joe Biden. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think it's just a funny joke. And I mean, that's that's amusing to me. But if you look to me, old, you look like Joe Biden. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there you go. If, you, if you're white, you've been Affleck. Um, but so this looks, this looks spot on Keaton to me, honestly. And I think I would pose him with the head sculpt. Um, I think that's a really great look holding the empty cowl, which is confusing messaging around like how you would get that or not. But I think overall, there's certain figures that get you really excited. And I think when this dropped and I knew it was coming as well, right? We all did. It got me really excited. It's like, okay, they have delivered uh, beyond the expectations of um, of this figure. Because when I first saw this suit, I was like, ah, it's kind of a little bit too black for me. Um, but it, you know, all came together to make a really nice. I like it black. Oh God, very wow. black. Um, it all came together to make a very nice looking prototype. So extremely excited for this one and to see what uh, see this film and to see what else we get from this line. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think there's a couple wins here uh, for sure. And like, I do have some complaints with the figure, but uh, the wins definitely love the way these mouth plates look. I think they f- they're fantastic. I like that they didn't reuse sculpt uh, like sculpting from the '89 suit. They're different expression there are different mouth plates entirely it makes them look old you can see it the pose in the center with the rolling eye system looks great i think it looks very ominous it looks badass i like the suit uh look here i like that they've modernized uh something that felt familiar and kind of made it their own um i do like that there's more posability this picture makes him look like he's shitting in the woods honestly he looks like he's getting ready to shit in the woods so if a bat uh, shits in the wood doesn't and they advertise it as great posability and i'm like okay i mean like great is very you know 
non-definitive. Like, it, that'll be very much up to you as, as a person who has this in your collection, whether you agree with it being great or not. Does it have better articulation than the 89 suit, though? It looks like maybe. But even in the 89 suit, where they advertise him with the gargoyle statue, he's got his leg lifted up on the base, uh, and it's very similar in positioning. So... I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that this is more poseable. Uh, I've already got the 89 uh, suit on order with the gargoyle. I'm really excited about that. What I don't like about this figure is actually that splayed out wing uh, cape. I had had the Batman Beyond figure uh, for a period of time, and it came with a cape that, like, you know, the Batman Beyond cape, similar to this, that went out, and it was like a, like a windbreaker material. It always looked wrinkly to me. I hated the way it sounded. This looks like it may be a nicer material, but for most people's displays like that I chat with on a daily basis, we already have a hard enough time finding the space for a figure as it is. So I feel like this, while it's kind of like a nice to have and might make for some cool pictures, most of the time is going to stay in most collector's box because they're going to have the, the cape down. So is that worth some additional coin for this? Maybe that's part of where that, that extra cost is coming from. Um, but also, of course, that head sculpt. Now, like Marco said, he's a pretty road-worn looking dude at this point, uh, and I definitely see Keaton in it. I think if it was, um, like, a, just, like, a better hairstyle, it, it needs to be a little more, like, uh, I don't know what you call it, like, thin, I guess? Mm -hmm. It needs to look a little more thin and a little less full. This looks just, like, not even well-painted, especially in comparison to how good the quality of the paintwork is on the skin itself. It's a good so, point. Uh, so, then, oh, Jose oh, G. Hernandez says, this sculpt is touch not for me. I don't know what, or I don't care what works for me. Um, yeah, and I, I, I like the fact that this has created some divisive conversation, because when I saw this sculpt, I was like, that looks exactly like Michael Keaton. It wasn't until I saw comparisons to it next to, like, a picture of Michael Keaton that I'm like, okay, there's some, there's some, there's some work that could be done, but I also feel like that's a bit of an unfair comparison sometimes, uh, because initially... I felt like it was an awesome sculpt. It's and interesting people that, that don't think that Keaton is this old. Just go watch Birdman from like 2014. Yeah. It's almost 10 years old and he looked pretty dang old then. So well, there, yeah. sorry, Zach, yeah. go for it. No, no, it's interesting because uh, Ben, I think you made a great point about the hair. I, I don't think that it's sculpted poorly. I, I would say it's odd, right? Like people with gray hair, it's not just gray. It has like a bit of, a sheen to it right as someone that's getting the grays now um and it's like I, I don't know that you want to go like the gold route that hot toys does where it's just literally like a bronzish gold paint but this needs something like maybe a wash or just like a very light metallic dry brush it needs something to make it look more like aged gray hair rather than like the kids these days that that gray their hair it doesn't look natural right something about this looks unnatural in the hair and i think that's really my only complaint outside of the silly great articulation tagline um as for the cape i i think that you know obviously again i haven't seen the film but this is kind of the image from the trailer that i think a lot of people are have been like really excited for and I, I'm certainly not faulting Hot Toys for giving us that option. Ben, you are 100% correct, though. I think most people that display in Detops uh, or even Maji Case are going to have uh, an interesting time fitting uh, the space vertically and horizontally in their collection for this. But can I, can I present a counterpoint really quick? I know sure, the Wonder yeah. Woman golden armor, a lot mm -hmm. of folks were 
you know, yeah, leery yeah, about sure, where they would course. put that. But I or see a lot of them on top of detoffs or on the top of yeah, displays. Yeah, exactly. And she looks really great. So maybe a black okay. figure versus, you know, a gold might not translate as well, but I think there is some room to display. I, Sorry, you can Zach, also see it. the you can also see the limited range of posability though under the arms. You can see that you're not getting that yeah. arm much straighter than that, which makes it look a little wonky. So like yeah, it is from the trailer, but I don't like I could not picture myself displaying them like this, and I'm not going to hang my hot toy from the ceiling. So like again, for some cool pictures maybe, but then I bet I bet you the majority of people keep this in the box. Bob, the only thing if you can manage the Falcon and. Uh... Golden you can Armor do Wonder this. Woman, you can do this. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. So, definitely not bad. Perhaps the... Uh, I love the figure, though. I honestly love yeah. it. Yeah. And cool. I will say, you know, as someone that complains about prices a lot, three, <coughs> excuse me, 305 doesn't seem outrageous uh, for two capes and some accessories and a LED light of figure base. You also get that uh, first edition exclusive accessory, whatever that will end up being uh it, it's interesting though that that potentially would open the door for hot toys to say hey if we're doing a remake or a reissue down the line you're not getting that first edition accessory or a second batch uh mm-hmm. so definitely like margo said more cl- clarification is needed as for um what exactly that means um again at least for people in hong kong there is a certain uh benefit attached to that for the um the people that are ordering early uh but as for the rest of us uh Seems like just everyone in America is going to be getting it. For sure. I'm excited about the possibility of the depth of that line, though. They've shown us that tease of, like, the Hall of Bat armors. And, like, I, I feel like it could go super deep. The only other tin hat oh, yeah. theory that I had, um, or tinfoil hat, not tin hat, tinfoil hat uh, theory that I had is, just like Flashpoint Paradox, what if it is uh, Thomas Wayne, not Bruce Wayne? In Flashpoint Paradox, the animated film... Bruce actually dies as a kid. He's the one that gets shot, and Thomas oh, wow. takes up the mantle of the bat. So it would be cool if you had the 89 Batman, which is Bruce, and then potentially this one that could be Thomas Wayne. It could give it that vast separation and a reason to put it in the collection. Sorry, I think a lot of people though. would be disappointed by that, though. Yeah, I feel like... Uh, right, because they want to see a return happen. of Bruce? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Ben, check private chat, please. Um, so Hot Toys also showed us... Uh, we had talked about these being teases last week. Looks like we now have them officially... Uh, for solicitation this week it's hot toys into the spider-verse uh did they drop the part one or across the spider-verse rather i used to remember there being a part one in the in the title of that film but perhaps it's now just one film uh but this is 285 releasing july to december 2024 um i think it's pretty early to say whether or not this is going to be a better figure than the first one um, I think that uh, the style of the suit has certainly grown on me since the first trailer. Uh, a lot of people were saying that the the head shape is more accurate to the film. Uh, I never quite felt that way that the first figure uh, was inaccurate. Uh, he did look like an alien for most of the film, so um, you know I don't I don't really love or hate either portrait uh, better or worse. Uh, he does come with a uh, diorama display, which features the um, uh, the spot, which, uh, again, just from the trailer, I don't know how big of a role the spot's supposed to play. It seems like uh, 2099, 2099 excuse me, uh, may be more of the antagonist. Uh, this one does have the translucent fabric with the metallic underlayer. We've seen that on the different uh, Superman figures. Uh, and that effect always seems to work really well. And it looks fantastic here. Uh, you also do get the special edition exclusive accessory. This is the Sideshow exclusive. It's the half unmasked portrait. Uh, I think it looks great. I certainly, uh, if you're willing to pre-order it early enough, uh, I don't think that this is a bad 
inclusion. And uh, similar to the first version, he does have a uh, sort of a, a clothes change gimmick where uh, you can basically have it in two completely different display options. Um, I do uh, not enjoy seeing the lack of branding on the sneakers. Um, again, the movie's not out yet, but I would assume they're going to be Jordans in the film. Uh, and it's, you know, when you have Inart going out and licensing, like, basically every part of their current figures, uh, even from, like, gun manufacturers like Glock, and then you have Hot Toys skimping out, um, you know, I just think it's just that little extra attention to detail that, you know, a guy like Marco's not going to go out and have to spend $25 more on his uh, $285 figure uh, to make it screen accurate. And I do hope that in some way that they may have worked out the kinks from the shoe change uh, issues with the first figure, with the different patterning on the foot wearing down, uh, even from just a few um, swaps in and out of the outfit. I think probably the weakest part of this figure is the on-mass portrait for me. Um, the hair where it meets the face is so obviously two parts. It, it physically hurts me. I, I can't look at this, uh, especially with the first one from all the reviews that I've seen, I've never seen it. Uh, I've seen it in a box in hand, but I've never actually handled the figure, but it seems like the hair was much more well blended in on the first version. Um, but yeah, it's, that's really my only complaint with this outside of the issues that we'll talk about with 2099 and how it compares to this figure. Uh, but yeah, 285 Dean, what are we thinking about this? Man, you left almost no meat on the bone there. Um, <laughs> it's like, well, I was like, like, man, this guy um, really likes I'm going to get another hot dog. Wow. No problems. Get Ben a Bud Light. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I like him enough. Um, I was a little worried that the, um, it was going to be so bare bones compared to the first movie version. But then I saw the alternate outfit and I was like, Oh, okay. Well shit, this one's going to have, you know, its own strengths. Uh, I think the alternate outfit looks fantastic. Um, this suit, you know, pretty boring if I'm being honest, but I mean, it works. It doesn't look bad. Um, I kind of agree with you with the, the head sculpt. Like he has a weird shaped head in the movie. So like, I think the figure looks fine um definitely accentuated with the the shape of the eyes being so big but um yeah i like it i think it's cool um i'm still not gonna get it i i think it's horseshit that they they don't have nikes um that's literally the only reason i didn't buy the first one and i know i can get second you know second hand nikes on the internet but i shouldn't have to with figures like this so i was gonna say um, dean that could be a deciding factor for a lot of people and it sounds like that's the case for you yeah it totally was for me i was like oh i'm all in and then i saw that i was like ew like not only are they not branded but they're not even like the right like color pattern they're terribly sculpted i mean not even sculpted but yeah just they're yeah. soft yeah it's they're really terrible um my money i'm saving it and i'm getting both the figure arts because i think those figures look amazing um but yeah this you know it's i like it i'm just not gonna buy it trevor says i think it's a better civilian look than the first figure which is what i am getting it for and bob dylan says the seam is to access the rolling eye system it is a fail i would completely agree uh, Thor says, does it have to be Jordans? If the shoes were British Knights or Reebok or Adidas or New Balance, will you still buy it? 
My issue isn't that I'm not buying it because they are Jordans. My issue is in the film, if they are Jordans and what Hot Toys is giving us are clearly meant to look like Jordans, but they're not. So the issue isn't they're Jordans. It's just the Hot Toys is cheaping on the branding. He could be wearing, you know, dad sandals, right? But I want to see the the branding, right? I want to see, I want to see a logo, right? I have no problem with what shoes he's wearing. I just want them to be branded. If it's Adidas, I want to see those three fucking stripes. You know what I mean? You're right. That so, Inart is raising the bar on that, that no one would yeah. expect that they would have branded guns, but the fact that they did that makes it that much cooler. And to Dean's point, you know, that little attention to detail could push someone to buy a figure. So they need to get a, a bit better in that realm. Yeah. Jason says, is Hot Toys skipping out on brand licenses or is Disney not wanting to pay that? It could be both. Uh, Hot Toys is just doing what Disney contracts them to do. Um, perhaps, uh, they also, you know, are, oh, we lost Ben. Um, uh, I don't know. I would say it's unlikely that Disney is saying for them not to go with Jordan branding, but I would, I would think that that would be more in hot toys to get that, uh, that branding done. Uh, Alvin says he's getting it for the civilian attire also. Uh, Bob Dylan, they skipped out on branding on non-Disney figures too. John Wick's Glock is renamed to avoid TTI licensing. One thing also, the Sony branding on the Walkman for, um, uh, what is it, uh, Star-Lord and likely the Zune not going to be branded. So I don't think it's necessarily a, um, a Hot Toys or a Disney thing. I think, it, a Disney thing rather, I think it is a Hot Toys thing. Uh, while we wait for Ben to come back in, um, one thing that really bothered me with the first figure that I hope that they are able to fix with this figure, and it is a difficult problem. I, I don't think it's necessarily Hot Toys only that has this issue, but the difference in the texture of the portrait with the mask on and the hands, it almost looks like this might be a woven material, which is fantastic because it'll blend better with the suit. But even in this photo here, the hands just look completely different color and texture than the suit. Uh, but the first figure, it was bad. Um, and it, it, that was one of the reasons why I haven't picked it up yet. If I could find it for like 150, I'll probably pick up the first version, but anymore, I think it's going to be tough. Um, we'll give Ben just a minute or two to hop back in. If not, we'll move on. Uh, do any of you guys have anything you want to add here? Um, I don't think All right. so. Jeez. Um, I was let's, trying to think. let's move on. Now this is, uh, we're going to talk 2099 now, and this is, I think my biggest problem. Um, I, I just, and it, and this has obviously been beaten to, you know, the horse has been beaten to death many times over because it, it just doesn't make sense. Right. Like for no reason should one of these have joints and the others don't. And I, I don't, I just really struggle with that. So this is the rest of the mile stuff, all the accessories there. But with 2099, I just don't, I really just don't understand why. Like, it, you, you can't really say that it's because the body is too big, because it's frankly just a touch over 12 inches. So it's not that large compared to a normal Hot Toys. Um, you can't say it's because he's a more dynamic character. Because, again, Miles and Gwen are equally dynamic characters. Um, you can't say it's, you know, because of the reflective pattern on the suit, because we've seen figures with that same reflective pattern with fabric suits. 
And so I just, I really struggle to understand why they're doing this. Now, in recent memory, we've seen, um, there was a bit of controversy with the uh, Avatar figures. Uh, those had uh, joints, which I thought was a, a good thing for those figures because there's enough, there's enough parts of the outfit that could hide those joints that I think it made sense. And same with like the interbay figures, right? You can you can pose them in ways that hide the joints, and then some of the more critical joints that are not able to be hit are hidden by the jersey. But this is just joints everywhere. It's like I'm going into Ben Thomas's room. There's just joints left. There's joints right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And and admittedly, I, for credit where credit is due, I mean they did give us a little bit of a price discount: two fifty versus two eighty five. But I just I don't. I just genuinely don't understand what the point of having all these joints were. Um, you know, there's some people that have said maybe if it's because of the cape or maybe it's because of these, um, uh, I don't know if they are, spikes on the elbows. But Hot Toys has done things like this before with magnets and with, you know, like ports where they plug in. And so even that I don't think is a good reason Feels like they could have found a way if they cared, right? It it really does. And I think this is a figure that is ripe for a third-party company to, I guess, identify what these issues were and to capitalize on it to give people a shelf that matches, right? And and, and I will say, credit where credit's due. I think the portrait for Miguel O'Hara is fantastic. I think it is honestly one of the, like, most amazing animated portraits that I've seen uh, they managed to integrate the rolling eyeballs into it. And I think it looks great, especially with the little wisps of hair that are coming off. But boy, this this is just all around a missed opportunity for me. Um, there's no problem from an, a consumer standpoint that I believe is not able to be solved um, with a figure with a fabric suit. And And I think Lane said it best on After Dark. It's like, you know, even if this figure is jointed, you're going to have the problem with, you know, any number of Marvel Legends figures, and I'll demonstrate it for you. You're getting your figure into a pose, and you turn it, and now these parts don't match up anymore, and you're going to have that issue. You're getting posability, but the figure, none of the spider emblems are going to match up. It's it's just going to be bad. It really is. Uh, and I'm wondering if, I know, Ben, you had an idea of... of potentially why this may be but i i just don't i just don't get it i, I don't think it's i mean a i still idea. think that's a stretch i think it, it really I was, was, it was it, i was reaching a little bit all, all ben, i had said was that this could be from an alternate universe that maybe they look different than the main universe but i don't sure. know why they'd look but, like they have toy lines unless unless but that were, that explanation is no better or worse than i think any excuse that i've seen on the groups as to why this is like Fair. this can we think of anything like Zach you know, with, with the Thomas Wayne theory and this theory? Ben is stretching more than when you, Zach, see Lululemon shorts at the I will, uh, at the gym. I will, um, I, will right. I will, I will Bro, turn I was, the. I, I saw that I will, BBL. I'll put my, my to, I'll put my Thomas Wayne theory to bed when I see the movie, and then I'll message Joe, Jose <laughs> G Hernandez and say, "You were right, well, sir." <laughs> so, so really quick, because Philip the Fool kind of touches on this as well. I've heard the theory that because he has different proportions, because the upper body is so large and the lower body so small that maybe the fabric wouldn't work. I know you kind of touched on that a bit, but both Zach and Dean, I know you've got more experience with customization and 
like different scales. As someone with a large upper body that puts fabric on it every day is really not that. Yeah, it's called tailoring. Yeah, everybody's body is different. You could tailor the suit. (laughs) It's what it really Um, feels like. Yeah, I don't know because somebody was like, "Oh, well, the 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 custom body." Um, but it's like, but it's right there. You did it. You did the custom body, so. And, and so to Thor's put to a Thor's suit on top of it. To Thor's point here, it's like suited fabric figures will tear over time if not handled with care. A hundred percent. But then why? Again, Miles and Gwen are equally dynamic characters. I don't understand if they would have done the whole line like this. I would have less trouble wrapping my brain around this. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because they they are also spider people. Like they are doing some crazy shit the whole movie, and I I just. And Jason's saying if they really wanted to showcase the sculpt, he's very blocky, and that would have been lost underneath the cloth suit, perhaps. But I, I, I feel like they were able to capture enough of the other characters' very cartoony builds under a fabric suit that I don't think this would have been impossible. Um, I, I would say, let me ask you guys this: if the alternative to this was something like Venom, where it is a like a silicone overlay over a jointed body. Is that better or worse, or would you have gone with the more traditional rubber slash uh, cloth Spider-Man suit uh, versus this? Where I think we, the where Venom style, those? yeah, would have been better, honestly. But I think the fabric suit, I think they could have found a way, honestly. It just I feels like they could have done it. Having that miles in hand, that fabric feels very usable. I, I wouldn't be uncomfortable getting him in very dynamic poses. So I get the proportions are different, that miles is a bit more you know, lanky and this guy's bulky, but I just struggle to think that Hot Toys couldn't have found a creative solution. I want to say, I want to speculate, and I, I know this isn't an original idea, but they just have too many figures on the on the docket, right? 130 pre-orders, tons of blockbuster films upcoming, which we'll talk about. This might have been one that they tried a few different ways and like, you know what, just, just push it out this way. It's good enough. Let's just get it out, which isn't good enough for Hot Toys, but it's a bummer to think that that may be the case. But yeah, uh, considering we're still not going to get this for over a, you know a year, I think if this if Mondo Toys had this line and this came out, I would be pretty stoked. I would expect it to be probably about twenty dollars cheaper than it is right now. Maybe even not though, because the saber tooth that we talked about last week is already, uh, or that came out this week is already two forty for their deluxe edition. So I mean that's pushing the same price as this. I think the difference though would be. I would expect the rest of the Mondo line to match the uniformity of this figure. So if I saw this under a Mando heading, I'd be like, or Mondo, that, that would be sweet. I would know that the other figures I'm going to get are going to match. I think, like at least for me, I collect Hot Toys for the realism. Now, the realism of, a, of an animated film is tough to achieve, but I think you nailed it, Zach. I think with the other two figures, the Gwen and the Miles, they actually did that pretty well. Uh, the tailoring on that Miles uh, with all the different layers of his of his civilian suit look fantastic. He doesn't look like, you know, a puff, puff dude. He looks like it's actually like fitting uh, to him, which I think is, is really well done. I think it proves that you can have a realistic animated style figure in your collection. Uh, this type of plastic, I think it just, it pisses people off because it's not what we are asking for from Hot Toys. We feel like we can get this type of figure if we want it from other real real uh, realtors, uh, retailers. So I think that that's part of the issue. It reminds me of when we saw that transforming Black Panther not too long ago. 
that was like a cool figure, but definitely not something that I'd want in my collection because it doesn't match the aesthetic of anything else that I have, and neither would this guy. At this point, I can see that 2099 suit from the Spider-Man video game becoming that much more of a chase figure at this point. Irwin says, regarding the suit material and damage, are we going to allow Hot Toy to do a sculpted body for Vader to fix the pleather issue? Trevor agrees, says, if you can make a custom body, you can make a custom outfit to go over that body. Um, <laughs> Sean, Sam guessed in 2099, they evolved beyond fabric. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, and then Equan, great material here. I'm predicting paint scratches when one starts to articulate the figure. Those joints will rub the paint off, maybe. And I, and I don't get this, Nikuli. It says it's a 3D translation of a 2D animated character. I think it captures a hyper-stylization of the on-screen character well. Um, I, I would just yeah, say, those... at the risk of repeating myself, like, Miles and Gwen are also hyper-stylized, yeah. and they've managed to capture it in a traditional Hot Toys format. Um, yeah, Philip... and it's not to say that this figure doesn't look good. It looks Oh, it's a great-looking figure. I think this it's is cool. going to be one of the most posable and like the most insane poses you'll get, but it's also not, I don't know. That's really a hot toys at this with this yeah. type of design, right? Yeah. Philip the fool says, if we were going this route, they should have at least made the suit more detailed and not some dumb light pattern that no one will ever use. The SHF looks, uh, better than this at half the scale of Ben. Yes, you do. Um, uh, Trevor says exactly, uh, when Mondo gives you a, Mondo figure, you aren't disappointed when Hot Toys gives you a Mondo figure, however. Uh, just quickly, uh, Sylvie was released as well. So um, I don't know that I, ha I know a lot of people that are that excited about Sylvie, but for those that are, it's released. It's a good looking it's figure, released. honestly. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> uh, I think the portrait is good. I don't, I don't think... Um... I don't think there was any kind of like loss of quality from what was shown to what you're getting. Um, and I think that uh, once season two rolls around and people start getting back hyped into the Loki show that people are going to go looking for this. I think right now it's going to sit for a while, but I think people will go back for it. What yeah. if her season two outfit is even more Loki though, right? She's got the broken horn, which I think is very much suited to her character. But what if she's even more you know, Loki from Avengers one, then this one would be kind of, yeah, I think this one would just fall in kind of the Yelena category where the white suit is nice. The sculpt came out nice, but it's just uh, going to be a boring first edition in a time where maybe hot toys were a bit more. Um, there was a bit more chase. Maybe they were a bit more rare. Those first editions, you know, held some value, but now it's just like the moment the next one's announced, this one is even further into the bargain bin than she already will be. So yeah, I do think it looks nice, but not anything that I would want to add now, considering how much great stuff is coming out, how much good stuff has already been announced. And then Lord only knows what's going to be upcoming again, which we will get to. Um, Trevor Weed saying exactly at the Ben Thomas show, when Mondo gives you Mondo figures, you aren't disappointed. When Hot Toys gives you a Mondo figure, however, yeah. Oof. Um, so what do you think, Ben? Uh, so, Okay. The more I look at this figure, the more excited I actually am about it. I'm not going to lie. I really liked getting my uh, Endgame Loki in hand. I love the coloration of the outfit. I really liked the Loki television show. And I thought this was a unique com uh, character and kind of companion for that, for that show if you wanted to represent it. Even though it still feels a little companion PC at the moment, she, you know, without giving away too much, hopefully most people have seen the Loki season one at this point, but she plays a pretty integral part in messing up the multiverse at the end of that 
season. And because we don't know where they're necessarily going with all that yet, it feels like, okay, that was a, an interesting event. That seems a little messed up, but I guess whatever until we know what's up. I hope that they build that in the MCU to be something that's pretty epic. And I could totally see her being at the center point of something epic down the line to either fix it or try and bring, you know, um, everything back together or whatever. I'm not sure. But I could see her being a more badass character moving forward. I thought the actress played the role well. I think the sculpt looks just like her. Uh, Pete was saying the other day he thinks she looks like a little on the old side. I, I don't I don't see that. I think she's kind of like mid-30s uh, in real life, and I think she looks like that here. I did, though, see on Facebook uh, earlier today, just scrolling, somebody took the hair, like the sculpted hair, off this sculpt and put rooted on it. And honestly, it brought the sculpt like to life. Like, it looked fantastic. So... Uh, if I can find that picture again, I'll, I'll share it with you guys next time. But uh, but overall, I think if this goes a little bit lower in price because there's not a huge demand, I honestly think I would pick, uh, pick this up to go with my Loki. So. All right. Uh, let's move so on. So quiet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, let's move on. So, Soso Toys, and we'll just talk on this very briefly because there's really not a lot to talk about. Uh, has the Boss Man 2.0 limited to 300 pieces. Um, as much as I liked the first Boss Man, this one just seems boring. Literally all the photos are just like him looking to the left or the right. And uh, it's really not that exciting. So uh, if you want it, you can get it. It's uh, limited to 300 pieces, uh, similar to their Hero Lawyer 2.0. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's not very um, exciting, to be honest. What's this character's name again? Kingpin? The Kingpin? Kingpin. I was or, trying Vin- to... or Vincent D'Onofrio as the actor? No, I was thinking, I was looking for Kingpin. Dr. Um, I this I want to say this is the look from uh, the Hawkeye show. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you wanted a later version of the character, that's what this is. There you go. Um, just going back here, uh, Bob Dylan sent us, uh, these photos of the hot toy Sylvie with a rooted hair job. And, uh, I think it brings the sculpt to life. I see it. I like that. I think the sculpt was already pretty strong though, Ben. I, I guess I mm-hmm. didn't convey that in my thoughts, but you're right with the rooting. It looks mm-hmm. really great. Really good. There you go. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on. Cause by the way, before, lot. before you move oh, on yeah, one more thing. Ahead. So if echo, if the television show Echo does well and we get uh, an Echo at the end, um, I'd be curious to see if this figure becomes even more in demand. Because I think at the end of this season, in particular of Hawkeye, uh, it seems like he kills her or kills... Who does he kill? I, I can't remember now. He kills somebody that's epic in the end of no that spoilers. episode. I thought it was Echo. But anyways, I'll be curious to see if this becomes even more popular to pair with, uh, with that. Or even with uh, the Hawkeye line, if we ever... Uh, see more from that, I guess. I do want to highlight one thing about Soso Toys, though. You know, they've they've um, released this, or excuse me, they've solicited it as 300 limited pieces and that it will be ready soon. And they did the same thing with that Rogue, with, um, what were the other three figures? There was a Spider-Man and then uh, was it Invincible Unbreakable? Unbreakable? Invincible, yeah. there you go. Um, so those three, they're like, okay, it's going to be ready by Christmas. And then, you know, I haven't even gotten my Rogue yet. She should be on the way here very soon. So I, I'm a little bit leery now with Soso with their extremely limited runs. I, you know, they do have good resale value, but that's just kind of an interesting marketing tactic that I'm keeping my eye, eye on. 
as someone who wasn't super familiar with third party before. I, think I feel awesome. like it's always a weird gimmick. Like, is it really limited to three? Like, who's counting, right? There's no way it was and, limited and to 300. For some There's of these, like, chance. 300 pieces, like, websites like TNS will list the orders, like, you know, one through whatever, and it's like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to add up. Doesn't uh, add up. Looks like Hot Toys is making the animated X-Men style figure. Just kidding. It's Mondo. Uh, Sabretooth 240 for the timed edition. Uh, which ends June 6 or 225 for the... That was a hilarious joke, and I got nothing. 225 for the... I was muted. I laughed. But I was about to say, man, you just got someone really excited and then immediately heard their... Knocked them off. Yeah. (laughs) Dare all of you. Uh, The exclusive edition comes with a additional portrait, uh, a cardboard rifle, something. I don't know. I don't watch the show. Uh, It's been a very long time. And a... I think that's a mouth thing this figure looks fucking awesome though uh 13 inches tall real hulking and to be honest like dare i say that these joints they're there but they're blended in pretty well they're hidden better i totally i said that to pete the other day and he was like no you can still see them i'm like i don't know man you can see them but they're better i wouldn't hate even if hot toys just made the joints a little less obvious on the 2099 but this i mean it, it obviously it has joints but it is it's not bad i'm so sorry you almost said i was one of the hurt ones um <laughs> yeah jesus christ i'm so sorry yeah philip agrees the joints look much better um nick says i like this better than the 2099 actually they should have put the black cartoon lines all over it and the joints are hidden better here uh yeah i, I don't know man i it's been a while since I've seen the animated show, but damn, this this looks pretty stunning, to be honest. If Dean is saying something, he's going on. Yeah, sorry. Um, especially in the upper leg where you have the musculature of the thigh over the knee, it looks fine. Obviously, the one on the calf, not so much. But I think it's hidden better on the arms because those are single joints, it looks like, which is mm. kind of lame. Um, but you know, I'm not expecting a ton out of, you know, this line. So I, I do think it looks better, but also, you know, call it how I see it. Unless I'm wrong. Do those, are those two, uh, double jointed elbows? It's hard to say. It there could be some swivel that. there, but it's, yeah. Yeah. This brings me back to collecting this X-Men, you know, nineties figure line when I was a kid. That was one of my gateways into collecting just in general, like looking on the back, seeing what was coming out, reading Wizard or Toy Fair and kind of seeing the next runs. Um, so like it brings a lot of nostalgia um, for me. The rest of the Mondo line hasn't done anything for me, though. I think it's the the sculpts. Just something about them is not great to me. Like the Wolverine looked cool, the Gambit, um, even the Magneto, but there's always something off. This one is as close to what I recall the, you know, like a... a grown-up version of what I remember the figures being. Um, so this is has, has me tempted, and I get we're hypocritical for bashing the 2099, praising this, and they're the same price point. But I, again, I think it's expectations on what you are getting from one company yeah, versus Yeah, it's not another. hypocritical. Well, There's it's, two expectations. Yeah, and it's not like, Marco, all the figures in the Mondo line have fabric suits, and then this one randomly yeah. just has <laughs> joints, right? Like, that's, that's true. the bigger mm-hmm. issue. I would have no problem... If they all had joints, right? I'd be very clear about that. The problem is that they don't match. 
And I think that's going to be a problem on the shelf. That's a great differentiation. Um, And yeah, like the Jubilee that we're going to talk about, I don't think she necessarily does it for me, but she's cool looking as well. But I think the Sabretooth might be a standout, might be one that I want to get. Question though, so I know there's a limited edition and then a longer run edition that's a bit cheaper with less accessories. Do these normally sell out like all of the entire run, the limited edition Usually. and the standard version? Okay. Some of them take longer than others. There was the Wolverine that was up still for a really long time that was mm-hmm. just like the standard edition, but the one that was a, Dul- or a deluxe that came in like the box that looked like a yeah. bed where he's like laying down reading, that one sold out like almost immediately. Same with like the Magneto. Uh, that one sat for a little bit, but usually once they go out of stock, they're out for a while and they drive up in price. But mm-hmm. then there has been criticism of Mondo that Mondo does tend to reissue uh, mm-hmm. items pretty consistently. So uh, if you completely miss it, I wouldn't necessarily pay the secondary prices unless it's an absolute needs to have because there's a good chance there's going to be another iteration down the line. I just kind of want to go for the cheaper version. And it's not that much cheaper, but it feels like I don't need to spend as, you know, top a dollar. Anyways, we can move on to this Jubilee. Yeah, uh, we'll touch on this quickly because we have a lot to talk about. Uh, Jubilee timed 205 standard 195. Uh, this is, to me, is shrink ray. It's ripped right off the screen. Love the yeah. bubblegum uh, with the little cell shading. Yeah, this this is fantastic. Um, I love this. I love everything about this. It's so and it's, cool. It's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Looks like six portraits, different effect pieces, different hands. Uh, skateboard and uh, some food and drink is fantastic. Sorry to clarify there as well. Alvin J just corrected me as well. Uh, thanks, buddy. Uh, he says they don't reissue the limited versions. Uh, exactly right. They they tend to reissue the the standard versions standard. if you see them again. So yeah, if those limited accessories makes a difference for you, honestly, usually the cost separation or differential is pretty low. That it's like if it's a figure you know you love and need, I would just get the the deluxe. Yeah, I think it's maybe it like twenty bucks or something. So, so yeah, sometimes it's as low as fifteen. Like it's it's crazy. So yeah. So what do you think of this Jubilee bin? I love the cell shaded look of figures. I think my complaint with these figures it's it's not it's the scale. I like the the one twelfth or seven inch scale for characters that look like this. I love my Batman the Animated Series figures for that reason. I can set them up on my desk. I can kind of play with them. Uh, you know, like Zach likes to bring a, a figure sometimes in the car with him to play. Like you're not going to do that with a six scale figure like this, but you can with some of those smaller scales if you want to. And they like they're meant to to be played with. I think and and have fun and pose them up and take some cool pictures. I think these look fantastic, but I feel like I don't need them. I I, I want I want that smaller scale line of them to to build out a, an X Men universe or a Batman universe, uh, and we're getting those in those other scales a lot of the time as well. So I think it just depends on if you're a six scale collector like our buddy Sean, who he he has the X Men uh, lineup so far. He's got the Wolverines. He's got I think the Magneto. Uh, if he's building out his X-Men line, this is going to look fantastic. Uh, and I know there's a lot of folks that are excited about it. Like I said earlier about the that 2099 suit, and you kind of mentioned it again too, I like the fact that these will at least all match each other. So they're consistent. I can look forward to it. I can look forward to some of the next X-Men that may release because it looks like they're going deep in the line. And if you're somebody who loved the 90s show like I did... Even for me, it's hard for me not to justify buying these. If there wasn't so many other six scale out right now that I want, I'd be pretty deep into these bad boys too. But I, I have to tell myself no and stick to the seven inch line. I think. Absolutely. 
and I forget who, who said it in here, but they talked about So-So Toys. Luckily, So-So is kind of tackling some of these 90, 90-styled X-Men. I get they're not as one-to-one as these are, but it's almost like you could have some more realistic representation if you're patient with what they're doing. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, so uh, if you want to purchase some of the figures that we talked about today, you can do so at 1-6-Kit. You can get $10 off your first purchase using code CW10. Uh, we also normally have a code off the racks, but we're still dotting the I's and crossing the T's with some changes on that code. So I don't know if it's valid. I did ask for clarification, but I haven't gotten it just yet. So uh, we may not have that off the racks code for a bit until uh, I hear back from John. Uh, so Blockbuster, we're entering uh, Blockbuster season. Marco, tell us tell us what we have going on here. Yeah, so it's actually pronounced Blockbuster, but no. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, so so you know this topic came up because... We are in the thick of blockbuster movie season with the pandemic. You know, the big blockbuster, summer blockbusters have been a little bit more diluted. I think a lot more things are going to streaming. But, you know, looking at the release calendar, it's like, oh boy, there's a lot of really good shit coming out this year. And this feels like the most full-blown summer blockbuster season since, you know, 2019, right? Kind of pre-pandemic. So, there's an incredible amount of things coming out. Things that we've already, you know, gotten in terms of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Little Mermaid I haven't even seen yet. Um, so really what this conversation is going to be is how do you prepare for the blockbuster season knowing, number one, movies are not cheap to go to. Are you, you know, you know, picking a few to go to the theaters to see and then waiting for streaming for the rest of them? How do you kind of curate your collection in, in regards to knowing there's going to be a bunch of figures, hopefully, from a lot of these properties? How do you prepare for that? So, you know, for me, um, I don't go to the movies that often. I love the movie going experience, but, you know, I'm probably in the range of maybe 10 films per year, which could be really high for some and low for others. Um, but, you know, I just kind of pick and choose the ones that I really, really want to go see. Um, but, you know, looking at the list, so if you go to the next slide, if you wouldn't mind, um, there's like an incredible amount coming over coming out over the next few years, including Flash, including Indiana Jones, Into the Spider-Verse, Transformers, Mission Impossible. So I'm thinking, oh boy, okay, I better start socking aside some some good money. At least 20 bucks a ticket is what is Norman running right to go see IMAX um, for this and then also being prepared for the figures. Um, but how about you guys? What do you what do you think? Any ways that you prepare? Yeah, so uh just to clarify jose there we do technically still have a code but there was some issue with the website and it just wasn't working anymore on pre-orders so there will be a code it'll just be for in-stock items but i don't know what the dollar amount is or if it just stays the same or if the code stays the same so i know marco got a similar email we're all just trying to like navigate that uh situation so bear with us uh john is still uh otr great friends of the network and uh we'll hopefully you know have something there soon i would say you um, know as pre-orders come up though i would just test the website if the code's still working then at least just put your well, order in with the code and he can you know see well, or I what do you think i wouldn't what do you think i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend that okay yeah i was told right, the, the code's not supposed to oh, be it's used done. anymore okay I, I don't know i don't i don't know there, I, I didn't understand it wasn't clear to me yeah i don't know try it i guess if you want um so for me I think you're 100% right, Marco. 20 bucks a ticket times two, now times three, now that Vivi's old enough to go to the um, to the, to the movies. It, it, is, it is certainly adding up. And uh, from this list, I've already seen um, 
let's see here. I've seen um, Creed 3 and Dungeons and & Dragons and Super Mario and Guardians, which is a lot. And to be honest, like I'm looking at this list and I might have to see The Little Mermaid for Vivi. I definitely want to see Spider-Man. Sure, Transformers looks like a must-have. Uh, the Barbie movie... Uh, I'd give anything to see Margot Robbie for another two hours on screen. So that's probably a, a must have. Um, Oppenheimer looks fantastic. Dune part two. I didn't even know there was a new Wonka movie. So this is news to me. Um, and Victoria wants to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now I get a lot of my movies on Vudu. So, um, and I, I usually wait for them to get released. So as a frame of reference, you can get Creed three, HD for like $8 or 4K for $11 and Cocaine Bear goes for about $5 right now. So, you know, if you don't need to see them in theater, you can you can certainly save a lot of money going digital. And that's basically buying the code off of someone that buys the physical release. Uh, if you buy it directly from Vudu, it'll be quite a bit more expensive. But yeah, looking at this list, there's a lot of stuff and I'm really going to have to make some tough choices because uh, I don't know that I can afford to watch all of them. And then figure-wise, same thing. Like, you know DLX uh, 3 3A? 3A is going to make some crazy DLX stuff from this new Transformers movie. Obviously, Hot Toys is probably going to be showing us more Spider-Man figures. Um, we also are going to um, uh, very likely be seeing uh, more Hot Toys Spider-Man figures from the new uh, PS5 games, so there's that. Uh, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Hot Toys drops Indiana Jones stuff, uh, characters from the Marvels. Um, Those Oppenheimer then, you know, fi figures are going to rock too. You know? Yeah, and then, you know, Inart uh, has teased uh, Dune stuff that they wanted to work on, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get some Inart Dune figures. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of potential here for figures, so um, whoever wants to give me a Adonis Creed from Creed 3, that would uh, that's getting my money. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great topic. There's just so much to think about, like, you know, as far as uh, what you need to be spending your money on for the summer and tickets themselves. I mean, that's probably two, three hundred bucks right there alone. So, jeez. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't really think of it in terms of any of that stuff. It just <laughs> so much thought. <laughs> Dean's yeah, like, what? Was... I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, it's like. I'm... You know, a movie comes out, I go see it. But you gotta have a plan, it. Dean. Come on. How the <laughs> other half lives. You want right. <laughs> Even just looking at this you list, bitch. Already have tickets to Spider Man. Maybe I'll see Transformers. Uh, Cram, that's my fucking okay. nightmare. And Dune, like that's kind of okay. It's Flash. I'll probably see Flash. So Indiana like, Jones, you're not seeing. No. Mission uh, Impossible, you're not seeing. I don't like Mission Impossible enough to go see it in theaters. I'll probably really? check it out at home. Wow. Oh, I forgot. It's good. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> wow. um, I don't think Oppenheimer looks that good just in terms of the story, but it is fucking uh, what a Christopher dingus. Nolan. Christopher Nolan. So I Boo know that man. movie is going to be fantastic because be I, I thought the same thing about Dunkirk and I watched that movie and it blew me away. <sighs> Dunkirk was so good. I should have watched that one yet. So I haven't seen it. Man, you got to do that as a movie of the that week. That movie is that. so good. I love Christopher Nolan. So I'll so. probably end up seeing Oppenheimer, but yeah, I don't, I don't like, 
sit down and look at the movies coming out and like plan which ones I'm going to see. It's like, you know. Yeah, I mean, we just do a podcast where we have to think of topics. And so that was yeah. what we talked about. So do I, normally, normally I don't either, but then I saw like a list of all the stuff coming out. I was like, oh, I better go look to see. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I might be going to the theaters a lot more often than I have been over the last few years. That's yeah. what kind of triggered this topic. Yeah, and I also don't like plan like buying a figure from something it's like if i like it i like it if or if a figure comes out it looks cool i'll probably just get it um but yeah it's uh i forgot the point i was gonna gonna make um i'll I'll try to remember it go on so i think this is a cool topic marco because it actually highlighted for me how many films i do want to see over the next year versus the last couple years that have been for me in terms of theater experiences kind of whatever keep in mind there was uh the covid pandemic which shut production of films down pretty hard for for a while oh yeah that's a direct reason why we haven't gotten something yeah right so now suddenly it's like we're we're getting all of these franchises coming all at the same time Uh, For me, I follow what feels nostalgic, and it just so happens that the majority of the list right now for me feels pretty nostalgic. I am a huge Mario fan, huge, uh, like, Marvel fan, Ghostbusters, don't care for Wonka all that much, like, I'll see it, but that's probably one I could wait. Um, Barbie has me interested, like, it's a movie that I'm not sure I want to see, but I bet I'll enjoy once I see it. I'm like, like, because that, again, there's no nostalgia there for me. But Barbie has been around for 60 years. Like, I mean, yeah. so there, it's a long time, Zach. Look that shit up. It might even be longer. Like, it it, might, Barbie's yeah, been a long a time. a long time. I, think I saw that face. He saw that. Yeah. What a guy. Uh, Turtles, it's huge nostalgia. It's been running nostalgia. as long as G.I. Joe's. Yeah. Like, actual G.I. Joe's, not the cartoon G.I. Joe's. For sure. Uh, it's well, been running like, a long I mean, time. I'm 36. Barbie was around for a fair amount before G.I. Joe even showed his face. Bro, the yeah, atomic bomb was around for a long time, but Dean don't give a damn about that. <laughs> what the hell? Either way. What does that have to do with me? <laughs> Oppenheimer. Either way, oh. I think I'll see the majority of the ones that connect with me in terms of nostalgia. So, uh, like, I, I, I liked Dune Part 1, so I'll see Dune Part 2. I am a huge Ghostbusters fan. I'll be curious to see what they're going to do with that. I am disappointed to hear that people haven't loved Fast 10 because I'd never seen all of the Fast and the Furious movies. I never got past Tokyo Drift. So this last week and a half, I've had a little bit more free time. So I went back to number one and have started watching them sequentially. I'm now at Fast 6, which actually I think is my favorite. I know some people said Fast 5 was their favorite. I think 6 was mine. Uh, and I'm anticipating a good seven and then a bit of a decline again. But I'm it's disappointed. Not Tokyo Drift? Oh. I'm disappointed that. No, I the guy's teeth in that movie bothered me for some reason. Bow like wow? the, not Bow Wow's the other guy. Like the, the, the country bumpkin that's like in Tokyo driving around. Uh, I, in yeah. his 2JZ swapped Mustang? That fucking sacrilegious dude. <laughs> Anyways, I liked the movie so far. I'm disappointed that I'm, I've been working my way up to having a theater experience for the first time ever of a Fast and the Furious movie, uh, and it's not getting well rated. So, but in order to, <laughs> sorry, what was I? No, yeah, are you gonna tease me? I have no, I have a bone to pick with Zach. Really, quick. Bone, pick that bone, baby. Pick Dude. it, pick it. I want to hear it. I can continue okay, after. You, you he, come for the king. You better not fucking miss. He, he gets he, you, you. <laughs> You bitch, okay. you can't even get the words you out of your mouth. I was, I was just, <laughs> I, fucking, she's fucking I was shook. just supporting Ben in the fact that Barbie's been around forever. <laughs> then you call me out like, oh, but the atomic bomb has been, I didn't say I was going to go see Barbie. 
I, I it was not on my list of movies I said I was going to see. You fucking guy. How dare you? <laughs> Oh, but man. that was that was another point I was gonna make. Like, even like with John Wick, Shazam, and uh, Guardians, I never got to go see those in theaters. I could probably still make Guardians. I don't know if John Wick's still in theaters, but like there are some movies I do want to see that I just don't have time to go see. So I just don't. He's a busy guy. I don't. These days it comes out so quickly it. to streaming. Sometimes you're like, you look up, you're like, oh, that's it's what I do with Mario. I was like, I'm just gonna wait. I just... Same with me, bro. I'm disappointed that no Bar- one said Ninja Turtles because that trailer looked awesome. Movie looks fucking I'm really terrible. excited for that. Really, I'm, I'm, you I'm can't not have April O'Neil built like me. I don't look that. Not, that ain't oh right. my god, that ain't right, America. <laughs> to me, that looked kind of like Spider Verse esque. You're gonna say Ben? Barbie is 64 years old, boys. She's How old is the atomic bomb, Ben? Older than that. <laughs> I, uh, anyways, let's, uh, do we have any I did, sensitivity training with Ben? When is I that happening? I, I, we, we'll do sensitivity training with Ben next week. I've got the segment building. I, I found some there interesting things that I'd like to share with the community. There uh, go, we didn't, an, uh, did we answer Marco's question fully though? He, did he, he said, how did you question? Yeah, like, yes, no, he, it was a long running session. Was there but a there question? Was, there was two questions in there. And the, I pulled the a second lane, was, sorry, how do we, pref- how do we, <laughs> how do we prepare for our collection? Uh, my short answer was going to be, I honestly don't. I, I'm like Dean. If I like it, I'll buy it. If not, then I'll pass on it. Except if it's Batman, then there's a pretty good chance I'll end up buying it. And then I'll try and free up some There space. you go. There, there I'm you excited. Go. I'm actually sending Marco. Ben something Engagement. for his collection, and uh, Marco's helping me with it. I'm really excited <laughs> for it. So, Ben, you're going nice. to get a pimp my collection. Going is, it like a, is it like a 3D printed nut or something? Like it's something a baldo. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> I should pre three D print you a nut. That actually is a great idea. <laughs> Speaking of, we gotta for the Patreon, we gotta get a sticker. Here, I was thinking about this today, like a yin yang, but like one side is the Ben Thomas part of that, and then the other side is the Marco part of that. So Love y'all figure that, that out. Y'all figure like that, that out. Because I'm not buying two stickers. That's really the reason. I'm not buying two um, Sixty-four stuff. bit fix. Marco, tell us what we got here. <laughs> oh, so this Dean's baby game. picture. <laughs> What the <laughs> fuck is going? Wow. Oh my! God. You fucking canceled on me, bro. I'm did fucking I... pissed still. I'm I... fucking pissed still. You oh, canceled okay. on me, Dean. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Holy cow! So, Lord of the Rings Gollum came out cross platform next generation. I think it was either the first or one of the first next generation games to be announced. So there was a lot of you know anticipation for this game. Lord of the Rings has had some you know really great luck in terms of games across you know many generations at this point mm-hmm. all the shadow of war or, or shadow, shadow of mordor ps2 the had king some was great there you go return of the king was awesome so this one i think folks were anticipating it is getting destroyed so we'll move on to what the developer has said but i want to read the ign review and the reason i read ign is because people pan them for being overly positive and so they gave it four stars or, or four out of ten and said lord of the rings golem is filled with dull stealth bad for Bad, ugh, bad platforming and pointless story and does little to justify why anyone should take the time to play it. Pretty much, you know, just destroyed Damn. this thing. So that's, they're not alone. I think everything that I've seen um, or heard, folks are really saying this game, you know, shouldn't one exist. My, it's just... <laughs> one of my ahead, favorite comments was, because uh, a lot of this game takes place in uh, when when Gollum is imprisoned in uh, Barad-dûr. And the, one of the reviews is like, to be fair, I've been in prison and it wasn't that fun either. <laughs> so 10 out of 10 for accuracy. Uh, yeah, so this game is getting panned. So 
Uh, I'll go ahead and read this statement here. So the developer on Twitter released a statement. And um, just real quick before I read this, part of the reason that people didn't, uh, you know, in addition to the game just being terrible, there was a additional DLC that you could buy for the, it's called the Precious uh, version of the game. And it had lore accurate um, Elvish uh, voiceover. So you had to pay extra for that. Uh, and then it also had a lore guide, which... Um, Tolkien lore is some of the most thought out and well respected and well, you know, it's not like some of the older Star Wars lore where there's a lot of like, or even the current one, there's a lot of like inconsistencies. Like it's very like thought out, right? And so a lot of the lore, a lot of people think might be AI generated, like the way that the sentence structure is. And they've put some of the lore into different like checkers that have come up with it likely being AI generated. Uh, and so they said, uh, dear players, we would like to sincerely apologize for the underwhelming experience many of you have had with Lord of the Rings Gollum upon its release. We acknowledge and deeply regret that the game did not meet the expectations we set for ourselves or for our dedicated community. Uh, please accept our sincere apologies for any disappointment this may have caused. Our goal as a studio and as passionate Lord of the Rings fan has always been to tell a compelling and immersive story-driven story. <laughs> Excuse me, story-driven adventure. Crafting a story with Middle-earth as our playground has been the greatest honor and the biggest challenge we have faced so far at uh, Didelic. Uh, thank you. We understand that a game's success relies on the enjoyment and satisfaction of our players. We genuinely value your feedback and have been actively listening to your voices, reading your comments, and analyzing the constructive criticism your suggestions have provided. Our development team has been working diligently to address the bugs and technical issues many of you experience. We are committed to providing you with patches that will allow you to enjoy the game to its fullest potential. We once again, we apologize for the inconvenience caused, and we appreciate you understanding during this time. We will continue to keep you updated on the progress and provide transparent communication regarding upcoming patches and improvements. Your passion and dedication as players have been the driving force behind our determination to make things right. And I think that, Dean, that's, that's, the, that's the vibe I get from a lot of developers these days. We saw it with Cyberpunk. We saw it with... Um, God, what no is Man's the uh, space? No, th thank you. And for what it's worth, those games have turned out beautifully after all the extra work has been done. But it, it doesn't even seem like this Gollum game really has anything going for it. Like, at least No Man's Sky, when it was broken, it still looked beautiful. At least uh, Cyberpunk, when it was running and you could get it to run, beautiful game decent gameplay on it's like literally no part of this game is fun is enjoyable looks good i think the only thing that people are giving genuine praise to is the sound design of the special effects or the sound effects rather um and some of the music um a lot of the developer or the uh, reviewers rather that um that i uh I, I look like a compilation of different reviews there were many of them that said we we literally can't even play this game like it is not necessarily unplayable, but it's just like it. It's just so broken of a game that we cannot give this a, a genuine score. I heard it's one, a zero out of zero. One tale where there was some type of hair shader. So if you wanted Gollum's hair to move, uh, you turn it on, it just completely broke the game. Yeah, so exactly. something that maybe wasn't designed for all platforms that they included accidentally oh, and yeah. other schemes. Yeah. <clears throat> That's another th problem with this game. Um, like like Zach said, it's not particularly gorgeous. Like the graphics aren't super. Um, I would say the most like late late era PS2 at best. <laughs> yeah, but if you want to play this on a PC, the minimum requirements 
are ridiculous. I like to think my computer is pretty good. I have a 3060. <clears throat> I could probably use a little bit more RAM. I can't run this game at minimum settings with a 3060. You need like a minimum 3080. It's like, so it's just why? Super probably. <laughs> Which is a... Right? <laughs> what, yeah. And it's like, why? What? But it can run on the Switch, apparently. So it's like, what exactly is happening? Like, what? Um, uh, optimizations. Optimizations are you or not doing? Like, it's so bizarre that, like, people, like you said, like, I, we can't even run the game properly to give it a score. <clears throat> and it's like, guys, no one is, like, other than, I guess, y'all are rushing this out the door. People will wait for a game. You might not be super happy about it, but they're not coming to your your door with pitchforks and torches. Like, give us the game. It's like no one is chomping at the bit to be Gollum. They're just not. I was so like, what's the like? Why not just release a polished game? Hundred percent, buddy. I good. Well said. I I chalk myself up to being a gamer, and I honestly have never heard of this game. I didn't even know it existed. I've seen no marketing for it at all. That's crazy. Uh, I didn't know it was released. I, it's I interesting. thought it was still coming out. It's interesting, Ben, because maybe about a year ago, there was like an IGN, like there was a lot of marketing about it, and then it went like radio silence. Just silence? So, yeah. Yeah. That's what happened yeah. with No Man's Sky, though. Remember, he kept doing like all these public displays and like talking yeah. about the game so much, and then game came out and went silent. Um, but like, I, can you imagine being a developer, though, and having to write a statement like this? Like how tail between the legs must this feel and it's a real it's a well-written statement but it it still kind of contradicts the actual end result of what we got it's like we strove for this level of excellence but we really missed missed it which is unfortunate yeah. you dean you you said it like people would have waited longer for a more polished game um they they could have probably taken more time i'm not like i would not claim to be as much of a lord of the rings fans as other folks for sure but as i said the fact that i haven't even heard of this at this point blows me away like they could have kept it yeah. in the oven for longer and then marketed yeah. it better again to get people hyped up apparently it's the first a lot of the chat is hearing about it, it this was like like advertised as like a triple a game like a like a a game that i mean the tolkien estate doesn't just hand out this license like you have to really prove that you're going to do right by it and you know by all all indications they, they really haven't how did asmus get the license and no just how joking. fucking wow. dare you <laughs> how fucking but, dare you but i think this <laughs> highlights a point where don't pre-order video games if you can help it don't pre-order a video game because it's likely going to come out with a lot of bugs even if it's going to ultimately be a good game you probably give it a bit of time to bake so if you can avoid that just wait for them to drop wait for them to marinate a bit more I like this segment, Marco. This is a good segment. Thanks, I like bro. talking about video games. Looking and absolutely, for you guys, you know, doing your sensitive, sensitive sensitivity yes, next week. Um, no, Viper announced that for the last three weeks. Uh, absolute. Erwin says Viper announced it. Ben tisk tisk. I should have listened. I just didn't. So understand. my my 3D printing woes continued well into the weekend, and I, I was at the point I was spending two or three hours a night trying to figure out what was going on. Um, I got it printing somewhat good, and then it just started. And I was like, okay, like, great. Like, I'm going to put in the brand new filament. Like, you know, I've got the brand new uh, print bed. And it just did terrible stuff. And I know on this show, I do I do get after you guys sometimes. Um, I don't want to say get after because it's not like a school teacher. But sometimes, like, I will, 
I'll stop the show to like do a fact check, right? Mid show, because I always want us to be giving accurate information, right? No, nothing because like how Barbie, how long Barbie's I been out in existence. watched an inaccurate video on how, on how to address something with the printer and it fucked me. And it, it turns out my problem was because I watched an inaccurate video. So the problem that I had, it was three problems. The two screws on the top of the hot end, you can see them here. Um, when I turned the printer over and when I was tor uh, uh, torquing the uh, nozzle to fix the clog, those had become loose. So I needed to tighten those. What was happening is as my nozzle was moving across the print bed, it was rotating just a little bit. So there's that. The Z rod, this big <laughs> rod here, um, had a bunch of shit on it that I needed to clean off, and it was causing the printer to like jump steps because uh, it is a very small, like, you're going like 0.5 millimeters at a time. And then the last part, the part that this dumb idiot told me wrong. So on the top of the printer, this is a bad photo, but there's a screw here that holds this blue cap into the heating block. And what the guy said in his video was to push this tube all the way down while this was half... Um, unscrewed a full turn and then to screw it in. And I kept doing that and I kept getting blockages and I couldn't understand why. Um, and so the, the pro correct procedure is to unscrew the nozzle a full turn and then push that in while this is screwed down all the way. And then when you screw the nozzle, it'll grab that blue tube and push it like basically. So there's no space between the nozzle and the block. And uh, this is like a better example of it here. So, um, you need these to be married almost perfectly. And so, um, yeah, the idiot dingus that told me to unscrew this, this doesn't actually seed it further down. And that was my problem. So I fixed it. I'm back to printing. I ran like a few fun prints. He's I ran back, some, some um, hex prints. And uh, I'm also, um, this was just like a fun print, but, uh, you know, it was important because I, I was having trouble with certain areas of the bed. Uh, and then I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just do a fun print because I have been just printing basically for Zach's Wonderland. So I made this little baby lamp. Uh, it's a three-part lamp for the new baby. And uh, you put an LED strip in there and it like projects shapes onto the wall. It's pretty fun. Uh, although the projection isn't super great. But uh, yeah, it was. I got it working and it was funny. I don't know if it's funny, but I ended up buying a second printer because I was worried I wasn't going to get this first one to work. So now I have two printers so I can double my efforts for uh, printing. How dare you, Thor? Uh, and yeah, so for Zack's Wonderland, uh, as part of the Patreon stickers, we got some... Uh, Sticker Mule has a new line of... They call it Crystal Glitter stickers. So they'll be like ultra, ultra shiny stickers. So we'll be uh, giving these away in uh, the July package. Or the August package, rather. Uh, but yeah. It's time for hot seed. Let's see, because we got a private chat. Yeah, I'll I gotta figure that out. What you guys are talking about? Uh, Badfish says I ordered something from Zach's Wonderland months ago. And they said it's shipping and tracking number hasn't come up, and it's been five days. How dare you? That's that's uh, hearsay. Badfish, how dare you? <laughs> that sounds like Toys Wonderland. That sounds like Toys Wonderland. <laughs> Did you see that thing <laughs> this week? They shipped some guy a bag of clothes. <laughs> Wait, what? Toys, Toys Wonderland shipped somebody a bag of clothes. Yeah. It was like, instead of a figure in the box, it was like bags of clothing. It felt like a troll post, honestly. That was, too <laughs> was it? Unbelievable. I don't know that it was, but it felt that way. It was too <laughs> wild. <laughs> With his emails, like, hey, where the F is my figure? <laughs> I got this, like these headbands. 
crazy. Uh, if you're out there, guy, let us know if that actually happens. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. 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 All right, hot seat. Uh, Marco is uh, in the lead with six points. We have three categories and a, um, a, a bonus category. Uh, I'm going to put a period here. Yeah, sorry, Victoria was doing her hair, and I guess it got real loud. Um, so the categories are comics, video games, and to make sure that you guys actually watch the movie of the week that was our movie of the week for two weeks, Aliens. Marco, now these should be relatively easy. Okay. Marco, the, the, the choice is yours. All right, let's go video games for 200. Video games 200. Remember, uh, type anything in the private chat to... Uh, ring your buzzer video games 200 in the game series the witcher what is the name of the protagonist who is a monster hunter with enhanced abilities marco let's go with Geralt. a little bit more specific maybe Geralt of rivia damn it all right let's see i think Geralt i got my period of... first but you got your period first is that what you said? <laughs> wow the, congratulations the button i hit marco the choice oh is God. yours <laughs> Holy cow. Let's go video games for 300, please. Video games 300. Released in 2013, this sandbox game developed by Mojang allows players to build and explore virtual worlds made of blocks. Marco, your choice. Or your answer, rather. Oh, shit. <laughs> if I don't say anything, I, I still lose points, yeah? That's correct. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what is Roblox? That's not that's not it though. Uh, that is incorrect. I was uh, Dean next. Yep, Dean. Minecraft. Yeah. Damn it! It came to me right after. What is Minecraft? <laughs> is correct, Dean. Congratulations. Yay! Uh, Dean, the choice is yours. Uh, Lights so... were too bright. Yeah, by the way, don't hit the button if you don't know if you're not ready to answer. In my mind, <laughs> I, I was like, okay, show. I know what I know what this is, and I just couldn't think of Minecraft. Comics four hundred? Comics for four hundred. Which comic book series created by Neil Gaiman follows the adventures of Morpheus, the Lord of Dreams? Oh. Uh, uh Marco, you have chimed in. Uh Sandman. That is correct. Marco back on top with nine hundred points. Marco the Cool Netflix series. show. Heck yeah. I still need to watch it actually. Um, let's go. Let's go. Video games for a hundred. Video games for a hundred. Uh, thank you, Dean. In the game Super Mario Brothers, what is the name of the princess that Mario constantly rescues from the villain Bowser? Bowser. Marco. Uh, Peach. That is correct. Marco, the choice Daisy. is yours. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's go. Video games for four hundred, please. Video games 400. Which game developed by Naughty Dog follows the story of treasure hunter Nathan Drake as he goes on thrilling adventures around the world? Ben. Fuck, I actually just... Oh, my God. Um, See what happened to me, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> Minecraft. Oh, my God. I've played all... Uncharted. Uncharted. Damn it. <laughs> I've played them all. I'm like, there what? How do I forget that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Congratulations, Ben. Ben, the choice is yours. Oh, close. Um, aliens for 500. Aliens for 500. Uh, let me double check. Thank you, Dean. Aliens 500. In Aliens, what is the name of the corporation that sends the crew to investigate LV426? Uh, Dean. 
Uh, Wayland? Uh, go on. Wayland Corp? Wayland Industries? That is incorrect. <laughs> oh, shit. That is incorrect. Uh, anyone want to uh, chance a guess? Okay. No? Anyone? Anyone? What is Wayland Utani Corporation? Wayland Utani. Okay. That was really uh, close, though. That was I a good guess. That. Good half um, that was, uh, ben, that was your choice for 500? Yeah. Okay, your choice is yours again. Uh, video games for 500. Video games for 500. Uh, the popular Battle Royale game developed by Epic Games features a map called The Island and involves 100 players fighting to be the last one standing. Dean, the choice is yours. Fortnite? Uh, what is Fortnite? That is correct. Dean, go ahead. Uh, Aliens 400. Aliens 400. What type of armored exoskeleton is used by Ripley in the climactic battle with the alien queen in Aliens? Uh, looks like, Dean, the choice is yours. Uh, power lifter? That is correct. Dean on the board. Dean no, he said power lifter. Oh, I would have given it loader. Uh, I, I would give you lifter. Ooh. I give you lifter. Oh, I, I don't lifter. know. What do you guys think, Chad? I feel like that needs to be reviewed. That's tough. That's well, tough. I got half of the other one wrong. Hang on. Okay. Hang on. Uh, he said power Hang lifter? Hang on. No, no, no. Let, let, me, let me look here. This isn't a gym, all right? <laughs> Let's ask the chat. <laughs> Let's ask the chat. Hang on, we got a we got a, a flag on the the field. I feel like if I got the Whalen one correct, but I still got it wrong. <laughs> That's a fit. Well, no, it's not Whalen. It's Whalen Utani. Okay, so let's let's see here. Uh, you just blew your load. The P five thousand powered work loader, commonly referred to as the power loader. Is a mechanized exoskeleton used for lifting heavy materials? I, I feel like it's give him Mark's... half the points. Half the points. I think that's what, fair. What I'm I think to that's give fair. Half. I think that's fair. Because you, you showed the answer, game? I would have. I feel like Marco and I might have got that right. Okay, I, we'll do half I'm the just points. gonna say. You got, that's two half answers. Immediately, that's, which means even he was okay, that's, confused. Because that's, that's a biased fair, friendship right there. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> in, in my head, it was I was willing to accept both, but I I I thought it was power lifter. So let let me be a little less quick on the the space bar. Uh, Dean, the choice is yours. <laughs> um, uh, comics five hundred. Comics five hundred. This anti-hero created by Mike Mignola is a demon who works as a paranormal investigator and protects the world from supernatural threats. Uh, thank you, Dean, for the space. Uh, we'll give this a few seconds to marinate here. They themselves uh, are a demon? Uh, Constantine? Uh, that is incorrect. That's what I was going to say. But I was like, I don't think he's a demon. No. Uh, five, four, three, two... One. Oh, uh, Dean, you did you did chime in? I think I know now that you. Oh my God! I didn't even yeah, see I think we, Mike Mignola. <laughs> Wait, Dean, you chimed in. So what's your? I answer? know. I, I fucked up. I uh, I I don't know. I honestly have no idea. Just guess. I mean, you you got like ten more seconds to guess. A demon who works as a paranormal investigator and protects the world from supernatural threats. Give you about five more seconds. Can I? Can I go again? Honestly, uh, I, 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 I couldn't I venture. Go. Uh, Marco. Hellboy. 
That is correct, Let's Marco Hellboy. Yeah, I was okay. good job. Good job, Marco. I, I completely yeah. like didn't read the the author, and I was like, well, uh, "Demon, I was Dean, like, you I lost your oh. five hundred points." Yeah, uh, Marco, the uh, pick is yours. We got uh, comics for one, two, and three hundred, and aliens for one, two, and three hundred. Let's go comics for a hundred. Comics for a hundred. Uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what is the real name of the character who becomes a superhero known as Captain America? Dean the Dream Martin. Steve Rogers. That is correct. Nice. 350 on the board. Dean, the choice is yours. And Steve Rogers. You're on mute, Dean. <laughs> Comics 300. It's close. Comics Let's give him half the points again. <laughs> what color was Iron Man's original armor? Uh, Dean. Uh, silver. Mm, or gray? Yeah. Silver gray. It's hard to tell from the. It's metal. Uh, it's, this, this, it's metal. This seems yeah, a so little we, rigged. Oh, so you guys have been, You guys are paying each other in the <laughs> back room or something. That's going bullshit. On. You're in silver the back room. Gray <laughs> is not the same color. <laughs> like no. silver and gray are. They are not the same. On color. a comic panel, though. <laughs> it's a metallic. It's made of metal, so you metal's not artist. gray either. <laughs> Sean Forster, we would have also accepted Heck Boy. Uh, <laughs> Dean, the choice is yours. Uh, comics 200. Comics 200. Which supervillain is the arch nemesis of Batman, known for his clown-like appearance and chaotic nature? Uh, ben. The Joker. Uh, that the is comedian? correct. Uh, ben, the choice is yours. Uh, aliens for 100. Aliens for 100. Who directed the movie Aliens? Uh, released in 1986, Marco. Ridley Scott? Uh, that is incorrect. That was the first one. Idiot. Uh, ben, you have chimed in. James Cameron? That is correct. <sighs> yes. Damn. James Cameron. I almost uh, said Ridley Scott, too, actually. I would have ben, said the that choice first. Is yours. I got him transposed. Yeah. Uh, 200, Aliens. Aliens for 200. Thank you, Dean. In Aliens, what type of creature is the primary antagonist that the characters encounter? Uh, Dean. The Xenomorph? That is correct. Dean, rallying like Bane. Uh, aliens for 300. Dean, or I guess, yeah, space. In Aliens, what is the name of the young girl that Ripley forms a bond with on oh LV426? I'll accept the nickname as well. I forgot. It's like my least favorite part of the movie. A week ago is a long time. Five, <laughs> four, three, two, one, zero. Uh, who is Newt or Rebecca Jordan? Newt. Uh, that puts us, if everyone can get a writing utensil and uh, gentlemen's agreement, no Google searches, no chat searches, uh, nothing like that. Um, JB, are you sure you guys are geeks? No, we're just nerds. Um, the it's final... different when you have to answer it immediately on the spot. It is. Even like Uncharted, <clears throat> I couldn't think of it. I literally couldn't think of it. I've played all of them. I love those games. There you go. Yeah, Phil, this isn't real Jeopardy, unfortunately. That died with uh, Alex Trebek. Uh, final is, wow. uh, the category is video games. Does everyone have a, uh, anything to write on? A phone? A perfect. Okay. Now, during such a time as we uh, do this final Oxperty, you will put a amount that you want to wager and your answer. You can wager zero, you can wager all your money, you cannot wager more than what you have. The question is, what is the full rank of Spartan John 117? Again, what is the full rank of Spartan John 117 in the Halo? 
All right. Uh, Ben Thomas, let's see what you have written. I said zero Captain Hot Lips. (laughs) All right. Zero points for Ben. Marco, what have you written? I wrote zero and I just put Commander Chief. Okay. Dean, (laughs) what did you put? I've, I've... I put all my eggs in the basket. Wager eight fifty, Master Chief. That is incorrect. Oh my god! Wait, what's the full rank? I guess the full rank is Master Chief Petty Officer. Oh my god, Master Chief. I'm surprised you didn't Master Chief and a Petty Officer. I'm surprised you didn't give that to him. That's the full answer. Half the half the answer. (laughs) That deserves at least half the points, doesn't it? (laughs) Is yeah, that the, the rules of this been, game? The way that we've been, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> you I was like, died. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm Master gonna Chief is still anyway, better than Captain so... Hot Lips. Like, <laughs> oh, I hate you guys. Um, no. Yeah, Master Chief Petty Officer. It's actually a real rank in the uh, in the Navy's. It's an E nine. Yeah, well, I'm I'm petty right now. Yeah, well, <laughs> Marco, congratulations. Let's go. Uh, Can he stop winning? I just all he does yeah. is win, win. That's like That's three it. in the room. Uh, our movie of the week is Alien. Fuckers made more money on the show than me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm actually uh, uh, saving them all up for a special favor when I get to Oxcon. So I'll tell you about you it backstage. After floating in space for 57 years, Lieutenant Ripley. Uh, Ripley shuttle was founded by a deep space salvage team. Upon arriving at LV426, the Marines find only one survivor, a nine-year-old girl named Newt. But even these battle-hardened Marines with all the latest weaponry are no match for the hundreds of aliens that have invaded the colony. Um, Rawline Studio, why did they give him a naval rank when he wasn't in the Navy or the Coast Guard? And hello, first off, hello, love the channel, love the art. Um, I want to say that's a great question, but I think... He is a part of the Earth's, like, they, the all UNSNC. the, the arm, you, yeah, yeah, that's, it is a naval um, military structure. It's just all of the Earth's militaries combined into in that. space. In space. I would have also accepted space. Chief space Navy. Um, I, this is one of those movies, it's rare, right? Like, The Godfather 2, Terminator 2. That the first movie is so amazing, and then the second one is just somehow just a little bit better. And um, I think James Cameron, uh, the directing in this film is fantastic. Um, So many wonderful characters, uh, Hicks, Ripley, Bishop, Newt. Um, One of my favorite characters uh, is the female pilot for the dropship. She's just so fucking badass, Like, like just, you know landing on the planet like we're about to get some chop super cool character um i think <coughs> i think it's a perfect film i think it's it's fantastic i think it's great that we're finally starting to see uh some type of one six scale company doing an aliens figure uh the present toys obviously uh but yeah this this is a fantastic film uh i had rewatched it um a few days before um last week's episode or excuse me, the week before last episode, and I was like, man, I've, if the boys haven't seen this in a while, I, I want them to see it. I want to hear what they think about it. But yeah, a great film. Um, obviously, some iconic scenes, the power lifter, the power loader, however you may call it, uh, versus the alien queen. Um, 
you know, that you kind of set up with these guys and you're like, damn, like they're going to fuck these aliens up. And as soon as they get there, it's like, well, all this cool tech and gear that you have, you actually can't use any of it because of where you're at. And it just completely upends like what you perceive this sort of force will do to these aliens. And uh, yeah, Sean Forster, she flew the friendly skies, loved her part. Yeah, this is a fantastic film. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's one of the one of the greatest sequels of all time. Uh, cements Sigourney Weaver as one of the best uh, heroines in film. And, uh, yeah. Bob Dylan, here's a fun Easter egg. The rank of Master Chief comes with a yearly salary of 117000 a year, like John 117. Uh, Dean, what did you think about Aliens? Yeah, Aliens is a fantastic movie. Um, I think what kind of sets it apart is um, you spend a little more time with the... Um, the the marines and get to know them a little bit more um also huge shout out bill paxton r.i.p not only is in he in aliens he's also in predator 2 so he's hitting he's hitting some sequels uh underrated i love bill paxton r.i.p um yeah this movie again like zach said they go in you think oh shit's gonna hit the fan like in a good way it does not um i'm not a huge fan of kids in movies especially when you have to protect them which is kind of like the most annoying part of the mandalorian um it's just it takes me out of the movie i fucking hate it because i'm worried about the kid and then also kids are fucking stupid and do dumb shit to get themselves in trouble and make everyone's life worse um but yeah it's exciting um the fucking power loader scene iconic ripley badass um there's not i don't know if i like it more than the original one it's i guess like the campiness it's a different kind of yeah exactly um but i mean in space no one could hear you screaming in space (laughs) have you seen that one can hear you cream in space. <laughs> it's like a it's like a bootleg alien shirt. I'll have to find it. Wait, but, what? Uh, it, I'll, I'll find it right now and send it to you. But yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen this movie, what are you doing, right? That's fair. I like the Ridley Scott version uh, or film, I'd say more. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons you mentioned, Dean. I, as soon as a kid gets involved, and there has to be somebody that's protected. <laughs> I just found this. It's shirt. so infectious. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Zach, you're gonna have to pull this up. Because it's, so <laughs> it's not even aliens. Hold on. Oh wait, can I send this in the chat? All right, go on, Ben. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I agree, though. I, I don't love uh, movies that have the whole like needing to protect the kid. I mean, obviously, this is a pretty old film. Now they've taken uh, lots of other shows since then have taken notes from this. Um, I love James Cameron overall as, as a director. Um, but I would still say the Ridley Scott one <laughs> gets me, gets I completely me going the forgot most. James Cameron directed this. Did you? Yeah. Um, I do like the, the, the way the aliens, uh, look or the xenomorph looks uh, in this film. Obviously they polished it a little bit more. Um, definitely a little, the stakes feel a little, you know, bigger and scarier, uh, in this one as, as well. Um, and I mean, let's be honest, uh, she's, you know, she's just an absolute badass uh, in this film either way. Uh, such a strong character, um, and definitely one of the greats. So, um, I would say I like the first one more, but 
I'm happy I rewatched this. It had been a while for sure. So it's actually the opposite for me. Now I can acknowledge that the first one is probably a better film, but growing up, I saw aliens first and I didn't actually even know alien existed until, you know, a bit later. Oh, um, wow. so yeah, it was a really weird way to be introduced to the franchise. Um, but I, uh, it kind of gives me everything that I want in terms of the action, in terms of the design and kind of the fear that you feel. I am a hundred percent with you though on Newt being like the worst part of this. I really d dislike that in introduction or inclusion in the film. I think it wasn't until last of us or Logan or, you know, Mando where those kind of escort missions started feeling a bit more like, okay, I, I jive with this type of storytelling a bit more. And I know there's other examples I'm leaving out, but traditionally I have really not liked when you introduce a kid because it's almost like you're taking it from a very adult film to now it feels like, I don't know, trying to pander to a family. It's like, I get how that could add an extra layer of stress, but for someone who's not a parent, it just is meaningless to me. So. Yeah. I remember being a kid and being like afraid of alien. And then aliens was like a much more enjoyable watch. Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. was not as like frightening. Yeah, uh, true, Rob Barnes true. said sci-fi horror versus action horror. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a good way to put it. Zach, did you see that thing? Yeah. Um, oh. Let me pull. Oh, I thought that. you were gonna pull. Sorry. It. <laughs> that is gonna I'm, be a dick gonna, and move I'm on. Gonna so let's pull it up. <laughs> my my shit is like, chugging. Yeah. My shit is chugging right now. <laughs> Does it look all glitchy when it's loading? No, or it, it looks. Oh, no, it good. looks. Oh, fun. it looks terrible on my end. Like, what the hell is going on? So there's uh, Dean's. Alan, <laughs> it's not even alien. It's Alan in space. No one can hear you in space. I don't know where this image popped up originally, but I thought it was the funniest shit. You could like get them on t-shirts and shit. Dean thinking on, it's funny know. makes it ten times funnier. Literally, Alan. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Why is my shit so bad? Alan. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Reminds oh, me that that squirrel video where it was like Alan, Alan, Steve. Steve, no. that's where I thought maybe they were coming from, because <laughs> they're calling out to each other across the or like the plains. I don't know, off the rails. You're, voice. A, you're a weird guy, then. But I love it. You've never seen uh, that. You got to look up squirrels no. calling each other. Now I have to watch it. Now yeah, I can't do anything exclusively. Watches nut videos. Wow. Steve, oh Steve, Alan. Oh, with tears. Can you send me the link? Because I'm just finding squirrels. Wait, what? <laughs> Stephen Allen? <laughs> Stephen Allen, Allen squirrels are chipmunks. Oh, here we go. I, I found it. Ben, this what the fuck be, do you yeah. want, bro? It's very fucking good, Ben. Bro, he's got that fucking giggle bush, man. Allen! 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 Okay, Alan, I don't remember this Alan, now. Allen! Low neck and legs. Stop looking at him. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, John, I don't think we're. Steve. Oh, Steve. Edit. Edit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, before we lose the other half Alan. of our audience. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my goodness. Oh, my face hurts. Uh, yeah, I know. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dean, can we uh, say thank you to these pillars here? Yeah, the three pillars. 
We got Ian CV, Brene Mendez, Eric Mariscal, Quinn Aguirre, King Louie, Mark Pearson, Paul Schreiber, Equan, Chris Valencerina, Ben Thomas, Chris Luddy, David Jones, Sam Guest, Daminator, Joao Breda, Thomas Clark, Eric Switzer, Six Guns, Figs, Badfish, Toy Cartel, Sweet Sweet Danny Lee, Deanie Martin, Stephen Krepp, Big Old Fern, Cesar Marquin, Mark Phillips, Lisa Martin Bomonsky, Richter Gregorio, The Everyday Collector, Ricardo Valdez, Jose CZ, Irwin Ezucina, The Illustrious Rainer, Alan Morgan, Two Cothry Wah, Derek B, Arias Portillo, Mark Randolph, Alvin J, Jazz Carroll, Joe Ridley, Pablo Meza, D Rock, Matt Clevenger, Seth Tucker, CC, 3PO, Scott Smith, Dalmaton, Jimmy James, Stephen Persia, Sean Usby, Scott Bradley, Steve and Maria Stanley, Eddie Manzanares, Louis Bennett, Chip Perrin, Jimmy Hernandez, Gigi the Judgmental, and Brenton Palmer. What a bunch of angels. Absolute angels. The May-June Patreon benefits going out uh, at the end of this month. The Question of the Week sticker and the Spooderverse sticker sheet. Uh, we have uh, four different tiers for Patreon. The $5 tier is the digital benefits, $7.50 for the sticker sent straight to your door and access to Onyx After Dark Replay. The $15 certified crispy certificate uh, and figure fix assistance and the $25 What A Guy tier for doubles of all the stickers we send and the Pog Deluxe set. Uh, looking at our YouTube channel members, if you want to join, you can do so clicking that link. We got Absolute Irwin, Alvin J, Andre, Andres IB, Andrew Kubo, <coughs> Benjamin Hansen, <laughs> Big Old Fern, Blurred Down Life, Bob Dylan, CC3PO, Chris V, Cram, CT603, DJ, Daminator, Dante's Boneyard, Eclectic Collector, Equan, Fat Batman, Gear Bear, Gotham Cenobites, Jake, Just Another Friday Night, Justin Sports Cards, KJ Smith, LV Avenger 702, Mark Pearson, Money Mendez, Mr. Mom's Collectibles, Knight, OG Fan, OMFG Rick, 1-6 Figure Focus, Paul Schreiber, Philip the Fool, S-Beam, Sam Gist, Slifer, SpongeBob Squareballs, Sunnyvale Russ, The Ben Thomas Show, Toy Cartel, and Zeke. Uh, you can join if you're a Patreon member for $0.99 cents or $2.99. If you are in the peanut gallery, you get loyalty badges, emojis, and custom member shoutouts. Uh, taking a look at the network, we have Collecting Weekly Live Unboxing, Question of the Week, The Reissue, OFAC, CW Live, Small Talk, After Dark, Live in the Dice, Bricks and Brews, and OxPD. Uh, as mentioned yesterday, uh, John, uh, the Everyday Collector, is moving Collectors Club to his channel, uh, and he is spreading his wings and flying, and we wish him all the luck and all the love in the world. Uh, John has been a huge part of Collecting Weekly for the uh, pretty much for over two years now. And uh, we appreciate all the uh, things that he's done for us, all the memories and all the fun throughout those two years. And we wish him all the best as Club moves to his channel. So be sure to check him out at The Everyday Collector on YouTube. And uh, yeah, as far as Fridays go on CW, uh, we probably won't air anything uh, this Friday, um, you know, with John uh, starting off his own channel. Uh, you know, we'll give him... Uh, not give him, but we, we don't have anything planned for this Friday. Uh, but next Friday, we're um, going to be looking for um, people that uh, stream that might be interested in doing some guest panels on our channel. So if you're interested, uh, please let me know. We've been talking to a few people already, uh, and we're looking to start that, not this Friday, but next Friday. So um, yeah, if you have a YouTube channel and you do some streaming, uh, we may be interested in, in featuring your show on our channel uh, You know, for, for some amount of time just to, so we can have some content on our network and you can have some exposure for your channel. So, uh, like I said, we, we, we have some people in mind and we're just working on dotting the I's and crossing the T's, but always open if there's anyone else that might be interested. 
Uh, but yeah, yeah. Let's, I hope let's... it's Gigi or something. Imagine she comes <laughs> in and just takes over. She doesn't even have time to stream on our channel. How could she stream on another channel? Yeah, and just really likes Steam now. Before you get that last point out, uh, T Public, a lot of the stuff is on sale. So if you're interested, be sure to check that out. I think it's like 20, 30% off right now. Uh, But Dean, sorry, you were saying let us, and then you. Yeah, I was going to say let us know in the comments, like what you want to see. Like, what? Like, is there some content that you want that is not available somewhere or something you think we'd be you know good at talking about or whatever it is like let us know um because you know we're still trying to figure out what we're gonna do on friday so i suggested that dean does a joke of the week and i honestly think that that would still stick i (laughs) just watching you try to read a joke that you think is funny would be hilarious and so i would be down for we could call it we could call the section punchline you love punchline you could bring her out you could even we could even make up on dean like punchline i could see okay well let's calm down let's (laughs) i can see it yeah don't worry about it Joke of the well, week is like a second long. <laughs> yeah, so it'll it'll be. It and add it in for us. I've I've kind of uh, told the guys a little bit of a rebuild era for CW. You know, John was a big big influence on the channel. So, uh, wish him all the luck. And uh, like Dean said, we're we're gonna we're excited to uh, potentially uh, have some some extra content on Fridays. Um, I don't know that we're really that interested in statue content. Um, I, none of us really actively collect it uh, with our current level of hosts, so probably not statues-wise. And plus, I think Club is already a, a fantastic statue show and not really worth reinventing the wheel on that. So um, like you said, let us know if there's anything you're, you're interested in. If not, uh, you know, we have some people in mind that uh, will be taking a, probably like a 7 to 10 p.m. Slime time slot, uh, Central Standard Time on Fridays. Uh, but yeah, um, any shout-outs that you guys want to give? Yeah, shout out uh, John. I'm excited to see you know what he does with his uh, channel. His, he's carved yeah. out a nice little community there on the on his corner of the internet. Um, so shout him out and uh, make sure you guys are subscribed and uh, go and support yeah. John. Send him a nice message. Be like, hey, congratulations or whatever. Um, yeah, so, that'd be nice. Yeah. Even if you don't collect statues, I think that would be nice. For sure. Um, yeah, I want to give a shout out to the Patreon chat. I've been uh, doing a lot of working out the past few weeks, and the encouragement is really helpful uh, for me. So appreciate all you guys being excited for that. And uh, yeah, shout out to the people in the Zach's Wonderland chat. I know the past few weeks with all the with being sick and the printer stuff, uh, it hasn't been particularly fun. And I've been uh, trying to catch up on orders. So appreciate no one busting my balls too much about it. But I have literally like a whole stack of things that are printed that just need paint and. Uh, I will be working my way through that. Here's a look here. We got some clone pauldrons. I actually have another two I need to paint. These are nice. uh, 501st. Nice, dude. I have awesome. um, one six and one twelfth uh, arc pistols for Fordo. So there's one six, one twelfth. I think those look pretty great. Just a bunch of stuff that I need to catch up on. Oh, wow. But, no uh, mention of my base. Cool. No, I'm, I'm fucking. <laughs> oh, I do need to actually get. I need to look <laughs> that, at that. Send no me the link whatsoever. again. Send me the link again. I, I, I totally know. forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, shout yeah. out to everyone in both chats for keeping me motivated on both of those things because it's been a little bit of a frustrating few weeks. For sure. Uh, shout out to uh, Pete, uh, the lovely Pete from OFAC uh, over at Collecting Weekly there as well. 
Um, Pete's been pretty much a consistent regular for me on my Sunday live show of Let's Get Nuts. Uh, it's been a great show. I've seen, you know, all of you guys have been able to make it on uh, at least once. Uh, Pete's been there pretty much for me every single week. Uh, he's become kind of a, a show regular. So uh, if you guys have missed that uh, episode, this last episode we had on Sunday at 3 o'clock was awesome. Uh, so go over to the Ben Thomas Show, check out Let's Get Nuts, uh, and uh, we'll see if we can get it uh, trending a little bit uh, between the community because we're proud of it and it's Bless fun you. and it gives me something to chat about on Sundays with the guys. So Hell yeah. Thank you. Yeah, good work there, Ben. Always a fun show. Thanks, buddy. Always the fun nut. Uh, Marco, do you have any shout-outs you want to give before we uh, cut this one off? Nothing that I can think of, but a great show, boys. Had a good time. Hell yeah. Well, anyways, I love you guys. <laughs> I'm excited for After Dark tomorrow at 1030. And uh, yeah, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Marco. And I'm Ben. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.